This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. You yelled. You yelled really <laughs> loudly yeah. into my eardrum. I appreciate that. That's this is what I live for. To yeah. Aggressively attacked in my eardrums. That's no, you don't live for that. It's what I've always wanted, you know? You could want it and not live for that. Well, I mean, the way you screamed in my ear it did make me feel as if you think I wanted it. So yeah, I'm just trying to I trying to get on board with what you were doing. All right, let me adjust these levels on our new mixer board. Yes, Mark is very excited about this mixer board. He's been over here like geeking out um, for the past uh, few days, uh, fooling around with it and getting to learn it. He's like a, a kid with a toy. Yes. Um, at Christmas, I'm he was like, "I have to learn all of these parts of my new toy." Yeah. And uh, I'm just gonna be fiddling and fiddling. So that's what he's doing. What? <laughs> How much closer you want me to get to this mic? Like what? Almost kiss it. No, I don't want to. I said almost kiss it. I but I don't it. want to almost kiss it either. You have to get close. Ay, Dios mio. So much stage a, managing have here. A, have a conversation with the mic. So much stage managing. Why well, can't you just do it how I want to do it? How about nope, it? You got to be intimate. Get on my nerves. Intimacy with the microphone. I don't want it, Mark. No, I'm not <laughs> Joe Scott. Bye. That's fine. Bye. Bye. All right. So how do you feel? Um, I feel good. Um, I appreciate this uh, more professional sounding sound. Um, cause we've been literally just recording with a laptop, uh, yeah, on the laptop which, you know, microphone. it has done, it has done what it did, Yeah, but I'm like, Oh, this kind of makes me semi feel like we're back in a studio again. Yeah. Um, we getting there. We, we moving towards we a professionality level. You know what I mean? We get there. Word to big bird. I believe in those. Same word. Same. Same. Look at us. Living it up, zooming it, killing it, killing it. Mm, mm. Getting equipment. Mm, mm. Getting equipment. <laughs> Not getting mm. equipment. <laughs> well, what else was I supposed to say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to be accurate here in my representations. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we um we are good. We got our mixer board. Um, we'll be able to mix a little more and see how everything plays out. It should go well. Mark about to be a sound I, engineer now. No, I'm just. No, okay. I'm 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 always like good for what I'm doing, like you know how like um, it's like it's like I can take pictures for like myself. Mm-hmm. I can't take pictures for like the world. I'm not a photographer, and I think the problem is is like I remember at my job they will actually be a photographer. I'm like I'm good for like pictures that I'm doing for right. myself. For like I know I need this real quick. Let me take a pic. Like I'm very like I'm very functional <laughs> with certain That's things. Fine. That's on fine. like very very like 
solo functional with what, what I know how to do. That's fine. I can edit videos for my own podcast. <laughs> I can edit your videos You're as like, well. I'm not, this is not mine. I'm not a true video editor. Like, this is not I my thing. I can do some video editing. Like, I've done it for somebody. I've done what I can. Right. But to make it like a full skill set, nah. I'm not gonna do that. That's not you're not. I'm not gonna. Not I'm not gonna act like I'm. I'm. I'm great at this. That's not your vibe. <laughs> um, I'm just. I do, I do what I can. I'll okay. say that. All right. You do. You do what you can. Yes. You do what you can. Word. Word. Um. So we're gonna get right into it. Word. Right. Word. Into it. Word. But, 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 love it or lose it. But, but, love it or lose it. You but, mad? But, love it or lose it. Love you're, it or lose it. Love it or lose it. So hype. Is that that's new? That's new, a new song. New jingle. It's over the loser. Over the loser. Oh, can we introduce the episode also? Yes. Oh my God. We are season three, episode two of the All Love No Fear podcast with your host KB and your co-host myself, Meta Poetic. Yes. That thank you for joining are. us um, for this episode. Um, shout out to all of our people listening on our website, Word. all of no fear pcast.com. Shout Word. out to the people listening on Spotify, Word. on Apple Podcasts or Apple Music, uh, on Google Google Play Podcasts, on mm-hmm. Podbean, on iHeartRadio, yep, on yep, Himalayas, yep, yep. on um, all the things where we have the podcast at. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Staying with us for another week. Um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Um, it's a lot that's happened in the world. I'm sure we're going to miss things. I feel like every week after we finish recording the podcast, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that happened. That happened, too. But it's just, it's hard to keep up with all these things. It's a never-ending, it's a never-ending situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it ain't one thing, it's another. So here we are. Pardon me, I yawn. Me is tired because I tried to take a nap and the nap didn't really pan out. Didn't pan out the way you wanted to. Nah, I feel like I need at least two hours for a nap. Like an hour is just not enough for me. An hour is just like a little like bloop, bloop, like it's a little drop. It's not really, it's not really a nap. It's like a, it's a, it's you know, I rested my eyes. That's how I feel after it's an nipsy, hour. Nipsy 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 nap. Yeah, it's not really like a full out situation. So I'm a little tired, but it's a marathon nap. I need like a, I need a. Maybe. <laughs> I need a doom doom. I need a, I need a. I mean, I made a funny sound. I made a funny. <laughs> I made a funny sound effect. <laughs> you think that was funny? I uh, made a funny. I you, said marathon and Nipsey nap. Ha ha ha. Nipsey nap. Um, we can move on. <laughs> we should. We should. I'm just. I'm flabbergasted um, right now. I'm not Spotify. really clear about. I already shout shouted the people, people out. If you were paying attention instead of trying to make funnies, you might have figured that funny. part out. I made a, I made a, I Jesus made a funny, of funny. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. You don't, I, you don't like my funnies. The fact that you keep calling it a funny is what's really alarming <laughs> but, to me. But it's a funny. It's. I didn't laugh, so I'm not really sure. But how I, you I, arri- I laughed. How you arrived at it's a funny. You have. You have to laugh. For yourself first. Mark, can we just get to love it or lose it? I'm not okay. doing this with you today. I'm not. Whatever it is you're getting ready to get into, I'm not. No. No. Okay. All right. So I see you came here on your on your key key, on your jokes here, Mark the comedian today. Love it or lose it. Hey. Love it or lose it. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, I love it or lose it for choices. So love it or lose it. You have I feel four. like we should stick to consistent version of this. I feel like every week we do a different one. I mean, I guess it's it's you know it's uh, it's provocative and it gets the people going. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're we're at level to lose it. 
great. Tell the people what Love It or Lose It is, Mark. So Love It or Lose It, you usually have That Was Loud. Who did that? That was you, ma'am. Nah, I didn't do that. That was you, ma'am. I didn't do that. Don't ma'am. Lie. Stop. First of all, you was over here talking about making funnies. You don't. You still don't have enough. There's not enough space has passed for you to start coming to, coming to me about anything. Okay. Coming to you. Um, You're annoying. Oh my god. Can one of y'all come get y'all friend? You're there so are annoying. Four choices. Um, for love it or lose it. Um, and out of the four choices that usually one person picks and the other person does not know what it is, you have to choose one to love, hold on, never let go, and one to lose, throw away, and everything with it. And today's category is. Um, that was my attempt at a drum roll. Things to write on. Okay. Okay. Because like we all like write notes or okay. thoughts uh-huh. or poems or things. Things for things. the list. And, and there's lists like for food. and there's a lot of different ways that we write we write on things, and sometimes it's based off of what's around, but sometimes it's and like. Some things just might have a preference. And the four items that we tend to write on are journals, uh-huh. notepads, and this includes like marble notebooks. Okay. Sheets of loose leaf paper. Like that I can put in like a binder? Yes. It can be lined or blank. Okay. Or random scraps of paper. Just these include things like receipts, envelopes, <laughs> random paper you find around and start writing on. Okay. So you said random scraps of paper, loose leaf paper, journals, and uh, marble notebooks. Marble, or it could be it could be spiral notebooks too. Just okay. Notebooks. Okay. So am I gonna go first? Yes. Lose it. Lose it. It's going to be the scraps of paper for me. Scraps of paper are awesome. Because see, here's my thing. I may write something on a scrap of paper and then I'll throw it inside of my bag. But then it just becomes a, a, a collection of scraps of paper in my bag. And I don't know about anybody else, but like when I'm as a woman, I always have a pretty large purse. Um, I'm trying to downsize to smaller purses, but I always feel like they just don't have enough room for all the things I need to carry. So I have large purses usually. And one scrap of paper eventually turns into like 10. And then I've just got a a wallet, my makeup, um, some lotion, some, you know, some sunscreen, whatever, other little knickknacks, my phone, and then like a cluster of paper in my bag. And I get frustrated and eventually throw all that paper out because I'm like, I'm an adult and I do not need to be walking around with random pieces of paper inside my bag. Um, I'm sure I've lost out on many a CVS uh, savings because I just be throwing out them long receipts yeah, after, yeah. after a while. Those receipts. It's a little ridiculous. Trash, and I, I don't feel like I, I patronize CVS enough to be really paying attention to it. They're, so they're I, I just do not enjoy like just random scraps of paper um, in my area. So like envelopes, receipts napkins all of that i just want paper out of my out of my purse i don't and it's like even when i like put stuff on like the fridge and stuff like that random scraps of paper i end up eventually throwing it away because i think something about random scraps of paper bothers me um it just seems very cluttery and hoardery and i don't particularly um enjoy that feeling it doesn't thrill me so i would have to say my lose it is scraps of paper i mean sometimes i get that that's all you have access to in the moment to write certain things down but like 
you know, because I've definitely written like a phone, an important phone number or address or something like that, like on an envelope or something. But then like once I have access to like my phone or something, like I'll take a picture of it and then throw the piece of paper away. So, yeah, I would say scraps of paper is my is my lose it because I feel like it's just not organized. It's not organized. It's, it's not. It's not organized. Um, yeah, for me, my lose it are the loose leaf paper. Loose leaf paper that goes the blank or the lined paper that goes inside the binder. Um, I know this sounds like random question, but I I say that kind of right. I I um I write a lot less more more before than now later, but um I feel like it's just always been hard to write in binders for me. I don't like writing in binders. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I just don't like writing binders, mm. and that's I feel like that's the only place that loosely paper we can go. Yeah, yeah. Because loosely paper anywhere else, like any loosely paper that is crumpled, is now scrap. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like I rather so loosely paper is annoying to me. Um, so I, I like, and I feel as if like you try to like I've tried it many times because I'm like, oh, it's neater. It looks looks more presentable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's most uncomfortable thing to write in. <laughs> it's binder. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's the most uncomfortable thing. I hate it's writing not, binders. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate like it. binders as a concept, but I feel like it's just too much to do loose leaf paper it's, it's in a, a binder. Story, but I never want to write in it ever. I yeah, because I feel like you got to have the binder, but then you got to have the sheet protector so that the, the <laughs> piece of paper doesn't rip away from the it's, metal. It's, it's just it's, it's trash. Or, oh, I remember I used to sit and put the reinforcers. Yeah, and, yeah. on my thing. People like used I used to, to sit down and do that. Yeah, that's I took real time. Too much. Too much. Just give me a. Just give me a. Book. Stressing you out. Yep. What you love it? My love it would have to be journals. Um, I think I like a the organization because all of the things I'm writing down is in one book. Um, the pages are usually like sewn together or connected in such a way that it would be very hard to separate them. Um, so I like the fact that everything stays together, and I think the thing I like about journals is that. There's so many options for journals out there. Like you can literally get any type of journal your heart desires. Like if you just want just something with lines and 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 empty space, you can. If you want to get something that has like inspirational quotes, like on each page, you can do that. You can get, you know, journals that uh, give you prompts about what to write about every day or every time you go in to write um there's just so many options for for journals out there so i just feel like that's my that's my idea of a good time if i do want to sit down and write because like all my thoughts are organized in one place and if i ever want to go back and read it which i have and i'm mortified by the things i've written um because it's just i like i found a journal from like 10 11 years ago and i'm just like girl what was you talking about but in, in my defense, I was, you know, a young 20-something, you know, just young and, you know, just I was concerned about 20-something things. But, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, you sound so stupid. But it was valid. <laughs> I, I, I felt I, my feelings in the moment were valid. But it was just like, look at looking at it, I'm like, okay. But so I, I like journals because, again, the organization, like, allows you to, like, go back and look at some of the stuff you've said it kind of takes stock of like where you were versus where you are now. So, I mean, you can't really do that with scraps of paper because eventually, you know, you know, like ink fades and, you know, stuff, you know, it just, 
it just isn't as sustainable. So I, I think journals is my uh, my love it. What about you? You look funny. I want journals to be my love it. I want it to be. But <laughs> I want it to be journal because I feel as if with a journal, it's organized. Like everything you said, it's organized. Things together. Like you look very studious writing it. But I think I love scraps of paper. I think I love scraps, of, and I don't know why. And I think I like scraps of paper because I've written my best poems with scraps of paper. Because anytime I've had like a great idea for a poem, I've never had a book. <laughs> it has never happened. Never in the history of my life has I had a journal and a good idea at the same time. <laughs> it's never happened in my, in my entire life. I can't. It's a good idea and journal being in the same place. It's just like, that. where's that? Oh. Like I'm more inclined. To, the funny thing, I'm more inclined probably to choose like notebooks because at least it was like in the middle of biology class, like a poem would pop up and I write inside there. But like, <laughs> but that that would happen. But like to be like a poetic journal in front of me and a good idea, they just never intersected at the time I needed to intersect. I need you to figure out what's happening in your Every life. Time I try to sit down with like a journal, like yeah, I'm about to write some poems. Trash, 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 trash. So, like, would it, would it, so would it be helpful for you to carry? I don't know. What to okay, do. and let's establish Mark has about 37 I journals, do have a lot of journals around. I'm just about to take them at this point no, because you, you cannot take my I journals. can do whatever I want because some of them I paid for. So, in theory, I can do I write whatever I want. What I write in those journals are poems I have already written, but like new poems very rarely actually happen in those well, journals. Well, now they're my journals. So that's that on they that. They all have words. They have my poems so, in them. So? You can't just take my journals. I can. Stop being a jerk. No. You can take you can take pictures of your journals. You can scan them, put them make them a PDF. You don't take my put journals. Put it on your computer. Listen, I want to put the journals to good use. You over here just like, I. well, I'm never going to have the, an idea and the journal at the same time. I'm putting so, them to good use as writing poems that I've written already. The problem I have is writing new poems in the journal. When I sit down, like, I'm going to write poems now. And I'll sit with a journal and it will just be trash, trash, trash. I think that's a little bit of manifestation on your part. I just feel like you're, you're really, you feel like you're like a real, like, grassroots, like, on the ground artist if you write on scraps of paper. When in reality, I want to write in the journals. No, you don't. No, you don't. Mark, you got about 37 journals and you ain't wrote nan poem in one of them. I do write the poems. Like I said, after I've written them on scraps of paper. I don't understand your process. Okay. I just don't get it. But, you know, whatever it's fine it's fine because the ideas come for poems never when i'm sitting down ready to write poems so what would help you to, to utilize journals better i don't know because i've seen you carry journals can, no, in no, your no. bag to work no no I, I can utilize the journal as a storage for my poems but you're what you're saying to me is your process is i am writing on scraps of cvs receipts and um, napkins, napkins, which, which envelopes, which I'm then going to transcribe into a journal. Yes. Okay. Okay. To me, it would just seem which, like which just take the journal with problem, you and you go places. Which is a but, problem because there's there's many a lost lost good lines out there of these scraps of paper that I've lost. Because <laughs> when there's, I'm there's many of there's many when I'm good cleaning lines. up, I, I throw I, the paper away. Yes, I've. There's so many. So my good, bad. I might have thrown away some Mark Metapoet classics. I've, Sorry. So, I've, I've written some great lines. We just got some paper, some great lines. Well, take a picture of it. Do something no, to this, keep I'm it. I'm talking about before. I'm not talking okay. about now. I'm talking about before. I'm talking about before. Okay. Um, but like, be, before, like, I've written many a great line. <laughs> these scraps of paper. <laughs> many a great. It's never coming back either. 
I would never remember those lines. That's ever. the worst part. That's see, that's why I don't like scraps of paper. Because when I think about things that are good, I have to write them down somewhere where I know I can go back to it. Well, and like, like now I, I write it on my phone. Yeah. But. I'm like, I'll either put it on my phone or like write it down in like a book or something that I know that I'll be able to go back to it. And find it later. Because if I put it on a scrap of paper, there's a good chance it's yeah. going to get thrown in like, the garbage. Now, now I, I, I write random notes in my phone all the time. So yeah. I have that. But before, so many so many great lines. Just gone. <laughs> Just gone. Just gone. gone. Never be seen again. There's somebody's <laughs> landfill. Or they done got recycled into some type of umbrella or something. Or someone used that bone and another got in their book. And you're like, wait a minute. But you have line. You but you have no you have no I have, I have no, no proof that it's my no line. Proof. You have no valid um uh, no, no valid reference point. No. Yeah, it's just like, okay, sir. I'll I'll bet you did say that line. I'll bet you did. Cool cool like, story, like, bro. I have, I have no proof that I wrote that. Listen, listen. Just you know, you just gotta you just gotta celebrate that the person was able to do something good <laughs> with your work. Yeah. Right? That's that's the plan. Cause that happened many times. I'll be out somewhere. I'm like, ah, poem. <laughs> <laughs> on this receipt, poem. On this napkin, poem. <laughs> I have a great line. I'll put it in my pocket. That's and that's then fine. wash my pants with the pocket. Right, like okay. <laughs> and then the receipt. Wash your pants, and then it's like, well, oh, that's God. that on that. I don't remember that line at all. Or you pull. That, that's, or- that's actually um. That's that's why I um. I respected Jay Z's method of just like I'm just gonna memorize it because I think I think. That's the reason why he he does that. He said, um, if you don't know, Jay Z, what he does, like they always talk about, he does like one take and he doesn't he does, he doesn't write his rhymes. That all came from because like he memorizes like when he when he, how he um writes things. He's like he keeps saying it in his head over and over and over and over again. So like he'll get a beat and he'll just keep saying it and keep saying it to like he gets a full line together. Then he'll go to the studio and just say what's on his mind. So it's not like he's freestyling everything. It's just he. It's kind of like just calculated, putting things together and putting putting together the song in his head, and then going to the um, actual um, studio and saying it. So what happens? Um, I think he said <laughs> he he used to write before, and then he lost his books. He was like, "Nope, never again." <laughs> yeah. He was like, "So like, so he'll just." He'll hear a beat and he'll just keep rhyming until it gets it, yeah. and he'll keep he'll keep going over in his head over and over until it sounds right. And then he'll go to the studio and just say it. <laughs> so it sounds like a freestyle, but in reality, he just been went over it so many times in his mind. So it's not really freestyling; it's more of just yeah memorization. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a useful tool um, if you've lost your stuff. Because in the Wu Tang show, didn't um. When the in the scene where the thing burned down, didn't Rizzo lose all his yeah. like, his books and stuff yep. like that with music? Yep. And he was he, that was what he was most upset about than anything. He didn't care about nothing else. He was like, I lost my because I lost yeah, my music. Like, you can't you don't remember them stuff. No, you <laughs> like, don't. Stuff be going. You for, it's, it's going just forever. forever. It's never coming back. <laughs> you be trying like ah, I mean, I said boom, blah, blah. <laughs> like, yeah, just, it's like well, it's, it's gone. It's gone, gone forever. <laughs> you can't do nothing. You, you can't do anything about it. That that gotta hurt. That gotta hurt. <laughs> so there's going forever. Never My feelings would be big hurt if I did never, that, and never it just never, it just never came back. I would yeah. be really, I'd be really upset about that. Yeah, I, 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 I believe you should be. Speaking of which, when Hulu gonna bring them back for another season? What? Uh, the Wu Tang story. Oh yeah, I don't know. And they approved well, them for a new series uh, at the beginning of this year, so I guess maybe they didn't start shooting because Corona. Um, so I guess I guess we'll see whenever you know who didn't approve of it the Wu Tang Clan RZA Ooh. did. Oh uh, well, listen. <laughs> um, they approved RZA 
for a new season. Well, isn't is Rizzo, Rizzo created the show? Yes. So he's going to do whatever he want to do. The rest of these kids just going to have to figure it out. That whole setup is so crazy to me. Rizzo said, I do what Rizzo I want. Rizzo be doing stuff and we'll take clan. Like, what, what are we doing here? What, like, who said, they be like, who said that? Rizzo. I remember who what, said that? What I, Rizzo. When I heard the story of how the Wu Tang got on Logic song, and Rizzo was like, yeah, we go on Logic. <laughs> Ghostface was like, yo, what am I doing here? Why am I on this song with this dude? Like, you have got to Why stop. Why am I here? Like, honestly, Riz is deserving of a fight. Because you're not going to just take my, my my vocals and just put it on anything. What if I really have, like, a legit problem with Logic? What if me and Logic like, are scrapped why, why in the am streets? I here? Why am I here? Like, so... what if we have, like, an actual problem that you go put? Sir, sir, quit why playing with me. Why am I recording? Me. Why am I on Logic? Cut it out. What, what, what happened? Yeah, Riz is a little wild, disrespectful. Because <laughs> Riz has the rights to anything Wu Tang. That's why they, but like they all have a Wu Tang deal mm-hmm. and solo deals. Yeah. So anything Wu Tang related, he's in charge of. <laughs> and I mean, I you know I think ultimately <laughs> they make money from what he does. Which is fine, but which like, is fine, but like I'm sure some of the stuff they just be like, "Now nah, come on, man." <laughs> like, why, why, why am I here? Like, why you, why you do this? Like, why? when when RZA like sold that, like that, um, um, that album got sold to that random, that random white dude. It was like, what's going on? Like, what, what, are you, what are you doing, my guy? Why am I associated with this? What, what, what is the reason, sir? <laughs> what is happening? What is the reason? Please explain. RZA what is, is the reason? RZA sir? is wild. He's a little out of control. He needs a little. He's I'm, little, I'm uh, proud of them for not jumping in. him. No, seriously. I, I mean, I feel like there might be might be some fights. They, they might have done it a few times. I'm honest with you. Bro, you're trying me. <laughs> you're trying you're my whole entire life. <laughs> for what? Why are you trying me this yeah, but For um, what? But that's what's up. Uh, let's move on. Yes, let's move on. What that else? was a love it or oh, lose it. Hey, love it. Oh, lose it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So what what are we talking about today? Um, Main topic. Wow. Um, so what we wanted to talk about this week was um, just parenting in this quarantine. Um, Word. It's for the birds. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start there. Um, shout out to... Tweet. tweet. All... <laughs> Continue, please. Why should I? Why? Why, why should you not? Because I'm like, what is he saying? I'm like, is he saying tweet, tweet? <sighs> this is what I have to go through. Just so y'all know, this is this is my life. Um, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about this because I feel like we parents who are out here, especially parents who are working from home, word. Um, we are just not being. Uh, our pain is not being understood. It's not being addressed. <laughs> and so I just felt like I wanted to have a platform. Since I have a platform such as this, I wanted to give other people that are in uh, our predicament a platform as well. So we are, what's this, April, May, June, July, August. We are month five into coronavirus, pandemic, uh, remote work, quarantine whatever it is you want to call it at this point um i saw a a tweet this morning that said i remember thinking when this first started oh i'm sad we won't have memorial day now i'm like will we have halloween (laughs) and it made me laugh because i remember being like ain't no way this about to be like out here for like a month and then we just gonna go back to doing whatever we've been doing (sighs) 
and that has turned out to be like all the, the biggest lie. All, all the things are canceled. All the, Everything's all canceled. All the summer things are canceled. All the summer things are canceled. I'm like, yo, it is August. And you know what we've done for the summer? Nothing. 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 Been, been in the backyard. Been in the backyard. Been <laughs> on the street. Been walked around the neighborhood. Um, yeah. Social distance barbecues. Yeah. And, you know, that was one socially distanced barbecue. I mean, it was wild. Um, and in this in this uh, new climate, you know, we're all on Zoom every day and on phone calls and blah 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 blah. And for the parents working from home, I understand your struggle. I relate. I am with you. I am. You know, I'm. We're in this together. Word. We're in this together. Cause let me tell you something. Um, people do not really understand how challenging doing this is. Like I used to say all the time, I want to work from home. I want to work from home. Yeah. I, I'm good on that. Um, I've, I've, <laughs> you, you do not? Nah. I, like, I feel like I work harder at home than I did at work. You, you do work harder from home, yes. I'm like, I be at home cranking this stuff, like going hard. And I'm like, I don't feel like I was doing all this when I was actually at the job every day. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I was doing all this. And then when I am trying to wrangle a toddler in the midst of trying to work is, is just insanity. Because my two-year-old does not care. No. Mm-hmm. about um me working she wants me to play yep she wants me to manage her netflix yep she wants me to prepare meals mm-hmm. and set her up to eat said meals like she wants she expects me to as far as she's concerned my job is dealing with her for the day she doesn't understand why I continue to be on the computer and phone with these people. She just does not. She does not understand. She doesn't care. She's just like, girl, put that phone down and come over here. Like, and I'm like, yeah, like, and I, I know it's hard because like I, I'm, I'm going to the office. Living his best five. life. Every day you leave, I just be like, look at him. I don't understand what I feel like you like going to work and having fun. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm going to work. Like, You're going to work and having big fun without me. I'm like, I'm going to work. And I'm having working. big fun. <laughs> I feel like you come big home like this. Big child free fun. I feel like you come home. I come home. You're like this. Uh, having fun at work. <laughs> I'm like, listen. I'm you working. look way more relaxed than I do when I you get here. I'm tired coming home. Okay. But I do understand. I'm tired too. Correct. I'm not that, not. that was the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make <laughs> before you tried to dismiss <laughs> my tiredness. Wow. You were just dragging it now. Who said anything about dismissing anything? Who said that? Was that. Um, even though I work my nine to five, I come home and I'm like, I know Kristen is um, tired too. Yes, <laughs> I'm tired too because you're trying to work. You have all these meetings and wrangle our two year old at the same time, which is because it's it's not like she's a worker who, who she's not she's not the on the um, conference calls chilling right now. She's like she's not on the, the conference she's not calls. one of the conference calls where like I can just be like say two things and then like be in the midst of everything else. That's that's not what she's doing. That's that's not what she's doing during these conference calls. No. Nah. No. Not no, a little like, bit. The reality is she is a supervisor. So she supervises a good amount of people. Yes. Fourteen yes. to be exact. So she has to be on top of all these things. So she's in these meetings, leading meetings and being like a head person in these meetings doing things in the midst of a two year old acting crazy. Yeah. And I mean she's a great kid. <laughs> yes. She's a great kid. Yes. But it's just she just wants attention. Yes. She's wants like 
like she's she's not one to just be by herself. No, she wants to be with us. Yes, which we love her for. Yes, but it's just we have things to do. Right. So like I understand. Like so, she comes every time I come home. She's kind of like, <sighs> <laughs> I'm like I'm tired too. She's like, like I'm at the end of my rope. Because she's like day. I need to take a nap. I'm like but I want a nap too. Can I? And I'm like that's great. You ain't been with the baby all day. I'll see you in an hour. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Let's let's dismiss my tiredness for a second. Listen, you could have had a coffee or picked me up or something on the way, okay? You don't drink no coffee. I know you don't. I'm just, you know, I'm just talking. All right. Turn this down. It's getting ridiculous. It's you trying to say it's me. Whole time it's you. Crazy. Yeah. Um crazy. But yeah, um it's been it's really been quite a challenging time like don't get me wrong i love being able to you know spend time with her every day because not every day is like a super eventful crazy day like there's some days i don't have anything going on so i can kind of give her more attention like we take walks every day um we play games we we you know we hang we bond we and i love that i'm able to do that because i think when i was going to work every day i was really only seeing her um it, it was really bad at the end of the day yeah it was it was bad because she leaves early in the morning yeah and then she would she wouldn't get home too late mm-hmm. so like if if she gets home at a certain time like it's about time for her to go to bed yeah so i would maybe see her for like 10 15 minutes half an hour and or then, in the midst of putting her to bed or in the midst of putting her to bed so it like in some ways i'm glad for this time because right. i'm able to spend more time with her um and be with her all day um because I feel like I, 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 and my mommy friends who work, especially people who commute like, you know, far away for work and you're taking like the train or whatever can kind of relate. It's like you leave early in the morning, you get on the train, you leave work, you get on the train to come home and it's like, okay, you're not reaching home till like 730, eight o'clock sometimes, depending on what's going on. And like, God forbid you have like you know, a meeting or something after work for like one of your, you know, professional organizations or church organizations or whatever the case is. It's like, I can honestly say that there have been days where I just literally saw my child in the morning and that was it. Correct. Because I had a meeting after work and the meeting didn't end until nine. And then I get home at 10 and, you know, she's knocked out. Which which is also why, like, I see like a lot of people, um, starting their own business and starting doing that mm-hmm. i see why that happens too because like a lot of people were like i'm enjoying i'm enjoying the time i'm able to spend time with my family yeah yeah and like i i see that and like i I rather let me find a way to make that happen be to be able to work from home and do that yeah like, that, that works so, like, of course other people i want to go back to work <laughs> but like mm-hmm. I, I i think like it, it's um I, I can see why that occurs now. Yeah. And it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I definitely appreciate the fact that I have a job that enables me to work from home because I at least I feel more comfortable knowing that I'm not going out into the world every day and potentially bringing coronavirus back yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate that I, because I, I would, I feel like I would have anxiety if I had to physically go into work and then come home and see my child every day and you. 
I would be like, oh, my God, like I'm just nervous about, you know, the fact that, you know, something might be on my clothes or like I might have touched something like I would just be anxiety ridden. So yeah. and especially because you um, you would take the subway. It's just so many. Right. It's so, so many, many instances where you for me where to do contact yeah. with others. Yeah. For me, I drive to work. Right. I go to my office. Yeah. Which is only me and my assistant. Right. <laughs> like it's very few times where I'm interacting with others. Yeah. So, you know, just just this whole thing with um with with being a parent. Like I don't think I've ever had to be a parent as intensely as I have in these 5 months during corona. Mm-hmm. Because in theory, you know, I do a little parenting in the morning with, you know, getting her, you know, dressed and ready mm-hmm. for work, ready for daycare and putting her food together and blah, 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 blah. And then I do a little bit of parenting in the evening with the bedtime routine and bath time or whatever you want to call it. But like most of my full-time parenting really happened on the weekends yeah. where it was like I was with her all day long. Yeah, because like the usual thing was like I was the one taking her to daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would pick her up and then like I would um just would do things before and get her food and dinner and everything. Like I was I was the one doing that. So it, it's it's... You're, it, I, I can't say reverse because you're doing a lot more than I was doing. Yeah, like <laughs> so. it's it's a it's the full Monty, and I yeah. think you know, like I said, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the fact that I have this time to build this bond with her because I feel like when I was working, I kind of felt like, does she know me? Does she like know that I'm her mom? Like, does she like? No, she she was excited every time you came home. I know, but I just always would feel so guilty that she was so excited to see me, but I couldn't even really spend that much time with her because we had to keep her, you know, on our bedtime routine. And don't get me wrong, I I do really appreciate the fact that I've been pretty much with her for five months, day in, day out, mm-hmm. all day, every day. Um, but it is it it, it is it, 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 it is taxing. wearisome. It's, it, it is taxing. It is taxing because I'm the kind of person like I when I go to work, I'm in work mode. Like that's what I do. I'm working. And I think a challenge for me has been trying to find the balance between working and putting out a good work product and also being a good parent. And I feel like I don't know if I've being fully transparent. I don't know if I've achieved a balance in either area. I don't know if I'm doing either one well. Because, you know, like in this quarantine, and I'm sure other people have had these thoughts themselves, like, oh, I'm home with my kid. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like I was in my mind, I was going to have Avery fully potty trained during this quarantine before the whole summer. But like potty training requires a level of attention to your child throughout the day that I don't often have. Because like if you were to look at my work calendar some days, like I legit have like. Let me let me look at my calendar Tuesday and let me explain to you what my work day is. So Tuesday, nine to five. Let me tell you what my calendar looked like for Tuesday. Yeah. And um, while why, why you're looking that up, a, like a big thing about, like I said, you working from home is your day should end at five. It never but does. Many, day, many times it doesn't. Like if a supervisor wants to talk to you or someone to talk to you yeah. after five, they will talk to you after five. Yeah. And yeah. like, which doesn't have, which didn't really happen that much yeah. when you're in the office. Because when you, if you leave, you leave. Yeah, like nobody see when you get back. You. Yeah, but on the phone, like oh, I can just call them. I'll just right. call them real quick. Or they're sending you an email. Like and the emails coming all, all day. Like Jesus of Nazareth. So Tuesday, my workday is nine to five. I have a meeting from nine fifteen to ten. I have a break of an hour. Then I have a meeting from eleven to twelve thirty. Then I have a meeting from one to one forty-five. Then another meeting from two to four. 
and then I have a meeting at 4.30. There's another one that's scheduled for 3.30 that I have to move to another day because I'm in another meeting for four. So that's basically my day. Like all I'm doing all day is meetings. I literally get one break because I don't even really get lunch because of this stupid two o'clock meeting um, that wasn't there before that got added recently. Because <laughs> I would normally, because my one o'clock meeting is a standing monthly meeting and then I would normally take lunch after that. But this uh, two o'clock meeting got added uh, kind of at the last minute to accommodate um, someone else's schedule. And so here I am. So that's basically what my days look like sometimes. So it's yeah. like, literally, I'm trying to field all these meetings where, like Mark said, I'm not like a passive participant. Like I'm running them yes. a lot of the times. Shout, shout out to the people who are passive participants. In their I want to be y'all so bad. So <laughs> shout, bad. I just want to come passive. to a meeting, turn my video and my audio off and just be like, have a blast, kids. <laughs> But <laughs> and just, just knock out full sleep. Yeah, like I this is what I aspire to. I aspire to say, hey everybody. Meeting, meeting, meeting. All right, bye, have a good day. Like that's what I aspire to. Like that's what I want. Like I don't even you don't even understand. I think I had maybe one meeting in a month where I can actually do that. All the others I have some type of active role in. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's very stressful. So like literally, like that's my calendar for just Tuesday. And a lot of my days are like that, where it's literally like almost every hour I have a meeting with somebody and you know, it's hard for me to like just balance it sometimes because you know, and sometimes I reschedule those meetings. I've done it when it's just like, I literally can't do this right now. Can we just do another time? Because I'm like, Avery needs my attention right now. Like she's got something, she's got something going on and I just need to focus on her. Like she just needs to take a nap. So I need to take the time and just get her to take this nap. Sir, sir, is it Jesus? No, it is a friend. <laughs> Should I pick up him like this? You're all, 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 all Who's this? Who's it? Jason. Bye. Hi, Jason. Bye bye. Um, <laughs> calling at the most inopportune moment. Yes. Um, if you're listening, that is you, Jason, calling in the midst of this. Yes. And we'll call you back. Yes, we will call you back. I don't. I. I we have to get used to it, people. I don't want to pick up and he's be on live. Right. That's just awkward. Because maybe he don't know. <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't want to be those people. Um, but yeah, like it, it's a challenge. It's really a challenge trying to do stuff. So like, for example, like I said, with potty training, I've been trying to do it. And some days I really do be like, okay, I have the time where I can sit and do the on the hour, like sitting on the potty and monitoring. And then there are days like Tuesday where I'm not going to do it because mm -hmm. there's literally no time. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And then, you know, a toddlers are very curious. So, you know, there'll be, there'll be moments where I'll think, oh, she's sitting playing quietly. And then all of a sudden I hear the, the water in the bathroom running. And then I get up and I'm like, what are you doing in here? What, what's happening? What are, you, what are you doing? So it's like sometimes in the midst of meetings, having to like excuse yourself and get up to go investigate. Like people under are understanding at my job about the fact that I have a toddler and they're like, it's cool. We get it. No worries. But it's just, this has been definitely one of the most challenging things I think I've ever, I've ever done. And I appreciate that my, my, where I work, my direct supervisor is really understanding about the fact that I have a child and that some things may take me a little longer or you may you may hear a kid in the background but like I can't imagine what it's like for people whose jobs aren't as understanding or they don't have anybody like it's literally just them all the time like yeah, I can't yeah. imagine like how that 
how that works. Because yeah. I feel like at least in the morning, sometimes with Avery, like you entertain her for a little bit before she before you leave to go to work, so that I can you know kind of take my time or get a little extra rest or whatever the case is. But I can't imagine people who are just like it's just them and their kid or kids. I don't understand the people who have multiple kids that are like home working from home. Like you know, people people got and, and I'm even with the the homeschooling, like the people that were doing that. Like God bless, congrats. Like I, I can't imagine like how yeah, you have to homeschool at the same time. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's crazy. And, and like that and that's where like when we talk about um sending back to school and it makes people rethink this daycare thing. Yeah. It makes you rethink um I, I think this is what you should be thinking about, especially even when you talk about um voting and um and how daycare is handled or mm-hmm fighting for certain things um because you can see now how how important daycare is even if you work from home yeah yeah even if you work from home daycare is important because people try to discount it from um like people will, will try to discount daycare like if you work from home or discount if you are home or you look you look you're just looking for a job and not knowing that you need that daycare when you want to look for the job like yeah j- just just to find a job, you need the daycare, yeah, and everything, and that, and that's, and that's, and that's like a big part, a big um, hurdle for people trying to um, get a job, especially like, and that's that's that was a big hurdle before, yeah, a big hurdle before, and that that's like a big thing in public assistance, and like, I'm not talking about people who abuse it, I'm not talking about any of those things, I'm talking about the many people who just need daycare just so I can look for a job. And then I need daycare while I'm at the job until I'm able to afford it. And I have to and now I have to be able to afford a certain number just to pay for this daycare every month and 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 pay for rent and everything from there. Because many times the daycare is about the same amount I will be paying for rent. Yeah. yeah. Um so like I I I've I've seen people who pay who have to pay five hundred dollars a month. I mean a week. I'm sorry, five hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Five hundred dollars a week for daycare. Four hundred dollars a week for daycare. So five hundred, four hundred dollars a week for daycare. That's almost. It's about a rent payment. So I have to do that and pay for rent. And so, so this is when we have that conversation about um, um cost of living in terms of living. And like, if I'm not making this enough money for that. Then I I'm going to need assistance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making enough money for to go to find a job mm-hmm. and to have a job when I have this child. Right. And everything. And it's not that I, I I want to be with my child, but I can't work and do both. Right. And this world is is set up for having a for one person working yeah instead of for a two-parent household where one, with person, one person goes to work and bring home bacon and the other person their job is to take care of the home yes so nowadays when the world is set up financially that both people have to work how are you doing that exactly so so for, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not even getting into the single parents who go through so much yeah i'm <laughs> but like just, but just how people be doing this i don't single understand because like they, they they haven't changed the um the way things operate since they've they changed that part around um since they changed the laws that women can work they haven't changed like how things are laid out mm-hmm. like even for schooling school ends at three o'clock because they're not thinking about someone working 
Right. Like the school <laughs> well, ends at three o'clock under the assumption that mom is there to come pick the kid up from school. Yeah. But school if mom's at work, how does this work? Correct. Correct. So like they haven't changed the timing of school. Yeah. After they changed that after they changed the laws and understood that. Yeah. They just kind of kept equal. everything so, the same. And it's like. Well, and, yeah. and just making things harder. So now mm-hmm. people have to make things work with a schedule that doesn't work with them. Right. And I mean, I think it was a challenge before the pandemic of people trying to balance. Um, I feel like a lot of people, ourselves included, were kind of like living in this precarious balance of everything going right in yeah. order to sustain the kind of life we were living. Yeah. And this pandemic just kind of threw it all out of whack for everybody. Because I think um, when the pandemic first started, daycare was open for like a good two or three weeks. So we were still sending Avery to daycare because, you know, it was a small daycare because we had to work from home. So it was like, all right, bet. But then when the daycare was like, all right, I think we're going to close down. We were like, so. So we we had to try to figure out our meetings as we go. Because we're both working from home. We both have meetings. Yeah. So like, I was like, all right, when you have a meeting now, I mean, like, and if we both have a meeting, like, all right, who can like chill more? (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) Who can chill more so you can like have Avery? Because like, like hopefully, the um the managers are on the um call don't look crazy don't look at you crazy when you have your child walk in right and everything loudly and like, screaming yeah because like you you can you can try to say oh grandparents but they got to work too right yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah they're, like they're, 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 and they have their own life like I'm, yeah. I'm not and everybody doesn't have that uh availability in the first place to like call on a grandparent or somebody who's just like who's somehow not working yeah who's like at the house just like waiting to take your kid so yeah. yeah it it's it's been very it's been very lot, challenging especially now like now like if if you're not if you don't live with the um grandparent in the house then you don't want to like get in your car and take them over you, there you don't want to, you don't want to infect yeah. your your your, um, your grandparents your, yeah. your parents yeah because your parents are might be susceptible to coronavirus right. exactly so it's like all right so how how do, how do we operate in this space right like it's just it's just you know I feel like people are a lot of people are just kind of taking it day by day and there's no real strategy necessarily. No. Every, it's just kind of like, like let's, let's just see what goes. happens. Let's see what happens. Let's and see what happens today. Yeah, every day's a new day. <laughs> let's see what happens cuz it's like it, it's just it's just it's just insane. Like I said before, like I had these goals in the summer that I was gonna like potty train Avery and I was gonna sit down and do more intentional like reading time with her and be consistent about it and I haven't been able to do any of it because it's like even on the days when I have like I don't have as many meetings it's still like emails galore and text messages from people that I supervise like that are asking me things and like in need of stuff and so it's like that in and of itself is mentally exhausting so it's like by the time I'm finally done sometimes I don't have anything to give in terms of um teaching Avery stuff or 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 doing any of that and you know even like even like I feel really bad about the fact that she does so much screen time throughout the day but it's also like if my place of work expects me to do any work I can't do that while she's like in my area all the time like I do need to give her her tablet or let her sit in front of the TV and watch uh, a kid show. 
like word party she loves word party and you know that show teaches a lot of stuff so like i appreciate the fact that it's educational but it's still like in a perfect world i wouldn't have her watching tv as much but because when she was going to daycare like she wasn't really watching tv like that because even at the daycare like they had a tv there but they did a lot more playing and stuff like that uh throughout the day and you know when she would come home she would maybe watch something on her tablet while she was eating dinner but beyond that she really wasn't watching a lot of tv so like i'm concerned about the amount of tv that i've allowed her to watch Mm -hmm. over this course of time and then i'm like how is she going to transition once she goes to pre preschool so the other thing that's been a challenge with this pandemic is the whole going back to school thing and we had talked before the whole pandemic about putting her in preschool and we kind of went ahead and applied and you know she got accepted and blah 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 and you know i kind of spend a lot of time going back and forth about whether about my level of comfortability i guess with her going to preschool given the pandemic like a part of me is like if she just stays here, everything will be fine. She she won't get the corona. Like, she won't be exposed to anybody. She'll just be here. But then I'm also like, am I holding back her development as a child? Which, which, is, a, which is a real concern. and Which is yeah. a concern that a lot of people have um, when it comes down to schooling yeah. and everything and taking people to school. So, like, which, which is... Which is, I, I think that's the only thing when it comes down to um, things are opening, which I understand the big concern of as a parent and everything. It's, 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 it's not a cut and dry thing. Like, yeah. Yes. Some people, yes, they, they want their children to stay home because they're, like, they're worried about it. I understand that fully. Some people, they, they, like, they know that they don't have the time to teach their children um, as effectively as they want them to mm-hmm. so they want them to go to a school to do that because even if she was getting schooling and schooling was teaching from where they were to the house we'd still have to be there for it yeah like yeah. it's it's not like we just lock her in the room like all right go to school <laughs> and then we're over here doing our work we still have to be there for that right we're still impedes on the things we're doing so right. it's like it's it's not a um it's not an easy thing to do. No, way. not at all. And I, I will be honest that, you know, I appreciate the school that she's going to. Um, they've been very, very um, upfront and open in their communications from the jump. Um, they, you know, shared their reopening plan with all the parents and let us know that they submitted it to the state and they're waiting for approval. And, you know, they've, you know, they've, they've gone into detail about what their plans are to keep kids safe. And, you know, I can tell that they've really thought it through and that they're really trying to be as cautious as they possibly can to make sure that the children and um, the staff as well are also protected. So that does give me some kind of small comfort, but I still, you know, I think it's just a little bit of mom guilt of, you know, feeling like oh my gosh like what if something happens blah 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 and i think you know ultimately in this in this time i think you just got to lower your expectations which sounds like a really awful thing to say in most normal circumstances but i feel like you kind of just like i said have to lower your expectations and just kind of 
take each day as it comes and just kind of be grateful for what you are able to achieve every day. Because I think that when you, when you start off with these really lofty aspirations and things you're going to do with your kid and blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't come to fruition. Um, you end up feeling like, Oh, I'm, I'm a bad parent. I'm not doing enough. And there are some parents who are out here killing it. They out here teaching their kids and they doing this and they doing that. And they're making, um, great strides. But, you know, I think you have to recognize that, you know, everybody's situation and abilities are different. And, you know, as long as your child is still alive and healthy, um, you're doing something right. And I think that's something I have to constantly tell myself is like, despite the fact that I may not be able to do the things I want to do every day, or I don't think that I'm spending enough time focusing on Avery throughout the day, I, I have to realize that, you know, she's happy. She's healthy. Like all she wants is to just be with us. And that's what she gets. She gets to be with us mm-hmm. every day. And that makes her happy. And I'm like, you know what, if that's, if that's what it is, then I, I guess I have to be okay with that. Word. But yeah, it is, it is definitely like, you couldn't tell me that this was something that, that we would be facing at this particular point in time. It's just, it's just insane. And, you know, it's like nobody really had time to adapt. Like it literally was just like, and now you're home with your kid. Like there was no, there was no warm up. There was no pre, like literally she went to daycare on Friday and then Saturday, the daycare provider was like, yeah, I'm not opening back up next week. And it's like, Oh, so, Oh, so so she's here. So she's here. Oh, okay. Cause I had plans for her to come next week. Like I, I had a whole, a whole situation set up for her to come. And so oh, now you're saying okay. she's not. So oh. she, okay. All right. Right. All okay. Right, okay. All right. Um, that's so that's where we are. Okay. That's where we are. Um, so that was, that was, that was really a challenge. And, um, them first couple of weeks, I, I just, I just wasn't sure how it was going to go. I was very, fr- I was very stressed out. I was like, wait, so like all day she's here. Cause again, I haven't been used to Monday through Friday being with my child all day, every day. Cause you know, that's what daycare was, was doing. So it, it was just, I think we found a rhythm and a routine now, um, that works most days, but you know, some days depending on how my schedule is set up, um, things get a little different, but you know, it's just, mm-hmm. just, you just gotta take it one day at a time, man. Yeah. And cause like I said, this is just a time when she's exploring a lot more. So yeah. like, a kid that explores just does things right and it's like <laughs> you just got to keep it's just like it's the challenge of like doing your work but also keeping your ears and your eyes open because like like i said she's at that age where she can like reach things mm-hmm. so it's like we had to put like you know uh the the doorknob thing on the bathroom door so she wouldn't go in there because she thinks um everything in the bathroom is a place to give her toys a bath and you know that's been fun and and, and none of them are None of them are, which is the crazy part. Um, <laughs> but that's what she thinks. So it's like, you know, trying to stop her from giving giving the, the toys baths where they don't need to be bathed. Um, trying to keep her from, you know, turning on the stove because she can reach the stove now. Um, you know, it's just, it's been a lot of child proofing that we didn't necessarily have to do because she wasn't home all the time. So, I mean, you know, it 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 is what it is. You know, it's just... you just got to do you just got to do what you got to do you got to take it day by day so you know i just say you know shout out to all the people that are out there 
parenting during quarantine and, you know, trying to make decisions for the upcoming fall semester and figuring out like what you're going to do with your kids. Like I know in some states they've given parents the option to um, to do either virtual, do like a hybrid or do in person, um, which I think is great. I think, you know, people should have the choice because, you know, legally you have to have your kids in school. Otherwise, you know, CPS gets involved, which I think is, you know, another interesting type of situation but we can talk about that at another time and you know I think giving people the choice is really helpful because there are some people who while it's not the ideal they have to send their kids to school even if it's only a couple days a week because they just need a break and I feel like you know people trying to act like you saying you need a break as a parent makes you a bad parent or makes you horrible is just crazy no no the re- the whole reason that our parents were able to parent us is because we wasn't up under them every day. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, they got rid of us. Yeah. <laughs> they went someplace else, and we went someplace else, and then we came back together again. Like a lot of a lot of us aren't built for this or aren't used to this. Like my kid is with me all day, every day type of type of situation. So it's 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 a very unusual setup that we're in. And I don't think any of us are necessarily like trained to deal with it. So I completely understand the parents who, you know, based on their job or whatever, because I've seen people being like, oh, so you're just going to choose a job over your kid. Well, if I don't have a job, the kid can't eat. So what's the conversation? <laughs> like what? It's not that I'm choosing my kid over my job or the job over the kid. I'm, I'm trying to do the rational thing here Mm -hmm. because if I say as a person who has to physically go to a job every day and doesn't have a reliable daycare strategy that I'm going to quit my job so I can stay home with the kid I'm going to be homeless Mm -hmm. because I don't have I don't have a job I don't have money to pay my rent or my mortgage to stay in this house with the child so ultimately we're going to be homeless so it would seem to me that the lesser of two evils if I was a person in that position would be to send my child to school, mm-hmm. you know, pray over them, educate them on, you know, using their mask and this and that, and just and just kind of leave it in God's hands. I'm not saying be irresponsible and just be sending the kids out there just doing whatever, but it's like we have to be mindful of the, the challenges that other people are facing and have. Like as a single, if I'm a single parent with three kids who are school-aged, and I work as like a nurse or some other kind of essential worker. Like I have to go to work. I don't have a choice. Word. You're telling me that I should like quit my job to stay home with those three kids because I'm choosing a job over my kids. Like, huh? Like people, I, I, I feel these people that saying this don't have kids or which, don't which, have which jobs is, or both. Both. Because what are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah adulting is some real, you got to make some real uncomfortable choices as an adult. And like, it might sound like we're saying if you don't have kids, you don't have a say in the matter, and we are. So. <laughs> I thought you were gonna you were gonna swerve elsewhere on that one. And we are saying those things. I mean, listen. we are saying the fact if you don't have kids, I don't want to hear anything you're saying. Right? Because you don't know. <laughs> I don't. You don't know. I don't care. You don't know. I don't care if you teach kids. I don't care what you're doing. If you don't have children, I don't care about anything. You're I doing. feel bad about the teachers who got kids. I do feel bad. Because I'm like, what are they supposed to do? Yes. They don't want to come to school and teach our kids. Yes. But then they don't want to send their kids to school either. Like, what are they supposed to do? Correct. Oh, the, po- the struggle. The poor people. Yes. I just feel bad but for everybody I, I just, who's in the situation that I, has to make this really 
trash choice. I do. But I yeah. will not listen to you if you don't have children. Right. Like, you don't have a dog in this fight, sis. You don't have nothing to talk to you at all. Bad girl. I'm going to do what I do. You do what you do. I also want to listen to you if you have one person in the household who works, who makes enough money for everything, and you have one person who can stay home and do nothing. I won't listen to you either because you don't understand what's like, going on. You can't on. relate to my struggles, you sis. You don't have any relation to what's going on. Right. Like, so you, you just stay home with you your also, baby and you do I don't, you. I don't, I don't want to hear you either. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Shut it up. Uh, everyone else, yes, you can talk. But yeah, the rest of those, you. Those two categories, you, Bye. Can, you can shut up. Bye. Yeah. Okay, get out great. my face. Let's, let's get out of here. Yes. If you have any thoughts on this topic, you can find us on the Facebook or the Instagram or the Twitter or email us at all of no fear bad. All of no fear bad. I don't think anybody no heard fear. that. <laughs> all of no fear podcast at gmail dot com i don't understand why you be a singer when you get on this podcast that's the part that confuses me <laughs> every other time where you're like required to sing in like a real scenario you're always like, in you know get the on the podcast is a bunch of singing you know what the problem is the problem is <laughs> ever since in college and i got in front of a mic i have a problem with mics <laughs> i i have to utilize the mic in different ways i'm infatuated with mics and I realized certain people are like that. I have a few friends who are like that, like Mad Shy. When I'm like, I'm like, wow, I, this I don't know. It's just this is so it's, much. It's, it's, it's a me and a mic thing. So much. I, I enjoy microphones a lot. So much, so much. But it's fine. It's fine. It's it's me and a microphone thing. Okay, that's a hundred percent your business. Put a microphone in front of me, and I will talk. Okay, that's that's your business. Put a microphone in front of me, and I will talk. Great. Great. I'm I'm proud. All right. Um. Yep. Yeah. Any thoughts? Let us know for sure. Holla at us. Let us know. We'll we'll we're happy to consider other points of view and like other parts of the conversation we may not have touched on. Because I'm not. sure there's more, but you know. Or or not. I can't. Why do you <laughs> like your, this? If your point of view is trash, then no, I, I don't want to care. Like we have to evaluate it first to determine if it's okay. trash. You can evaluate and then say like, oh, that was trash. That's fine. That was a trash point of view. I don't That's like fine. It. You you can do whatever you want. Honey. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Artist Spotlight. Yeah. Shining, 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 shining. Yeah. People didn't need to hear that. They did not need to hear that whole thing. <laughs> Speaking of that song, I thought I liked that song a lot more. And then I played it the other day in the car. I was like, oh, I got to turn this off. I don't know why you turned that on. I don't know. I in When it came out, for some reason, <laughs> oh, yeah. I liked it. And... I was like, oh, I was like having a Beyonce, Jay Z, like uh, DJ Khaled, I like song mix bop I situation never going. That song. I don't like it either. <laughs> I, I thought I did. I literally never liked that but song. But I don't like it. I was like, oh God, I got to turn that off. I said, ooh. I, I, I think I barely made it through the first part. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. I got to get this out of here. There's a few Jay Z, Beyonce songs that they do together that I do not like. Yeah. Like Top Off, I particularly enjoy very much. No, there, there, there are some that are good. Because the way Beyonce gets on there and just, just you know, yeah. lets the girls know what time it is. There was a good, there was a few good songs when the Carter's one. There was a few. Yeah. Not many, but there was not a few. many. But I, yeah, generally I'm fine with them not like doing collabos. That, yeah. 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 Um, like they got to, it got to go through a long vetting process before, <laughs> before you just be putting stuff out. I, and I think, I think the reason why is because they're both too big and they both have too big, unique sounds mm-hmm. that don't mesh. And I think that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. They're 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 very big in their fields, yeah, yeah. And they but but their sounds don't don't yeah they don't, don't mesh don't mesh yeah. 
So like it's very hard for them to get out of their sound. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like I I I I understand why. Like some songs are okay, but like it's just it's hard to get out of your. <laughs> yeah, and it's like all right, right. all right, yeah. okay. It's, it's it's not a like like I said, it, it works. It works sometimes. Sometimes it does, and then there's times where I'm like, I don't I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah. I I think I appreciate you both individually as artists, but I don't like. I don't like whatever it is you're doing collectively. But you know, there are a few that I do like. Shining is not one of them though. I don't like that song at all. I thought no. I really thought I did. And I was I listening I was, to it again, uh, like, you, what? Because I remember you were playing in the car. I was like, why are you is playing that this? song? Why are you playing that song? I hate this. Well, like, why did you choose this? I song? think when I first heard it, <laughs> there was something about it that I must have liked. But what, which part? Maybe it did I don't know. <laughs> maybe it didn't I don't know. But what I just I remember when we played it like two weekends ago, I said, like, I got to turn this off. I don't like this. Which part was it? Please tell I me. don't know. <laughs> I don't, and I'm never going to find out because I'm never going to listen to it again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't like that song at all. I yeah, that's, I'm, I'm not rocking. No, it. I don't like it. All and right, but, moving uh, on. Artist spotlight, spotlight, not Jay Z or Beyonce. Plot twist. Um, the artist spotlight this week is actually a poet by the name of Aja Monet. Aja Monet. Shouts out to her. She's actually celebrating a birthday this month. So shouts out to Aja Monet. Happy birthday. Um, she is a contemporary poet, writer, lyricist, and activist. She is from Brooklyn. Gang, gang. BK. BK in the building. Um, and she is of Cuban and Jamaican descent. Yes. Um, people in the poetry world know her. She's very well known. I've seen her in person. She's she's, she's very close to Saul Williams. Yes. Like her, her and um, him, they perform a lot together. Yes. Or at least used to. It's pandemic times. I don't know who performed with who yeah. these days. Um, but she is well known on the like the poetry scene. Um, and I've seen her in person now, I think like two or three times, like perform her poems and it's just like, wow. Yeah. That is a poet. She, she's known as being one of the youngest people to yes. win. To be a, she was the youngest person yeah. ever to win the New Yorican Poets Camp, ugh, New Yorican Poets Cafe Grand Slam at the age of 19 Word. back in 2007. And she is the last woman to have won the title since. So basically That's since 2007, it's been a bunch of men. That's interesting. Yeah, because I've been to New York and most of the people there that I actually liked were women. So I'm like, who be, who is doing this poetry now? Who is judging? Hmm. What in the misogyny? Well, the, well, the, the, the judging is the crowd, honestly. What in the misogyny? It's always what women. in the patriarchy. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like, if anybody had never been to a slam, a slam usually it's a competition, and it usually um there's usually a time limit on the poems. It might be a couple rounds. But the judges for the slam are random people from the crowd, and that's why I was saying that. They usually pick uh, five random people from the crowd, and I think they all put a score between one and ten. Mm-hmm. And um, they all they usually um, based on the poem, the people they, they just pick random people, they score it, and they usually drop the top number and the low number. And then the three in the middle, they then that would be your score out of th- best out of thirty, and Word. whoever has the highest score, um, in that round moves on to the next round, and then go from there. Sometimes there's um, different time limits for different rounds. Like it'll be a three minute poem first round, one minute poem second round, two minute poem third round, something like that. Or there might be topic focus. It's just there's different kinds of slams. 
Um, and that's that's how the slam is. And um, the, it's it's judged by the crowd. And that's why like it's it's kind of it's it's a it's a fair system, but a flawed system. And that's what right. it is. Because, like I get, I get why like, they do it by the crowd because you know poets, it, it, it's poets are friends. Correct. And you know you don't want a friend or potentially a foe if you and another poet have fallen out. Judging you know what you're doing in the slam because well, the, you know the, there's there's a bias. The, oh, and the big re- and the big reason really is is that um, not everybody has the same view of poetry. So the goal is to get five random people who have different views of poems, listen to it. I do it that way, right? Because like it's it's just different. Because like I've 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 because like my um one of my friends Ashley she's done um a few Shout slams. Out to Ashley. She's done a few slams and like I've seen like she I, she definitely seemed like the best one up there, but she didn't win because the people in the crowd didn't think so. And it's really just up to them. Yeah, because <laughs> like a lot of you can do. Yeah, because a lot of people <laughs> I realize that a lot of people's poetry minds is really like really small. Like in terms of like their their, their knowledge of poetry. their knowledge of poetry and like just I was, I was just catching everything I'll say uh, and that. topics like I feel like in the slam that you talk about that Ashley was in like Ashley was doing some I need her to write that poem down also somewhere so that I can she, read it she, she definitely probably did and like it's, she it's did a poem problem. about like Jesus and Mary Magdalene and the crucifixion and like she, she just painted a picture I was like yes ma'am yes ma'am. And then when she didn't win the round, I was like, so did y'all hear what I heard or? Cause, <laughs> because, because like, because the wordplay guys, the lyricism, but like they were choosing poems, like the, the audience was choosing poems that was like about like abuse. Correct. And I'm like, I understand that that that's something that you connect to, but I, I just felt like, girl, I didn't heard about 35 abuse poems now. Correct. And like, like to, no, be, no, to be nothing honest, against the abuse and poems. nothing against people expressing themselves <laughs> yes. and putting just, that out there. And it was, the poems were beautiful, but it's like, okay, like, can th- we, re- can we appreciate just the different topic kind of, the, that's I, being addressed in this moment? And the, fun, the funny thing is what you're saying is true. It's like in the slam world. And if you've ever been to slam, it's just like certain kind of poems tend to get put on higher like happy poems will never get anywhere <laughs> poems nah, people about, hear you talk about your pain <laughs> no, anything about happiness they don't care about your happiness <laughs> they don't care about nothing about your happiness about what you're going through mm-hmm. um they want to hear about stuff so it's like it's 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 interesting we're, we're on artist spotlight i don't want to go yes, too much artist spotlight. Like, if we just on, went down a rabbit yeah, hole of I, poetry yeah, slams yeah, i'm not really sure i don't, don't want to go too much into it i want to i want to focus on asia money yes she is so, important continuing her bio she is known for her activist work and she has been a participant in the say her name campaign which has highlighted police brutality against women so um Speaking of, speaking of, uh, we're gonna play one of her poems right now, which I believe is called "Say, Say Her, her name. name." Here goes. Say her name. I am a woman carrying other women in my mouth. Behold a sister, a daughter, a mother, dear friend. Spirits demystified in a comrade's tone, they gather to exhale, breathe, a dance with death we know is not the end. All these nameless bodies haunted by pellet wounds in their chests, 
Listen for us in the saying of a name you cannot pronounce. Black and woman is a sort of magic you cannot hashtag the mere weight of it, too vast to be held. We hold ourselves, an inheritance felt between the hips, woman of soft darkness, portal of light. Watch them envy the revolution of our movement. We break open to give life flow. Why the terror of our tears, torment of our tastes. My rage is righteous. My love is righteous. My name be righteous. Hear what I am not here to say. We too have died. We know we are dying too. I am not here to say, look at me, how I died so brutal a death I deserve a name to fit all the horror in. I am here to tell you how if they mention me in their protests and their rallies, they would have to face their role in it too. My beauty too. I have died many times before the blow to the body. I have bled many months before the bullet to the flesh. We know, we know the body is not the end. Call it what you will, but for all the hands, cuff wrists of us, the shackled ankles of us, the bend over to make room for you of us. How dare we speak anything less than I love you. We who love just as loudly in the thunderous rain as when the sun shines golden on our skin and the world kills kisses us unapologetically. We be so beautiful when we be. How are you going to be free without me? Your freedom is tied up with mine at the nappy edge of our souls singing for all our sisters. Watch them. Watch them stretch their arms in my voice. How they, li- how they fly open chested toward your ear. Listen. Listen for Rakia Boyd, Tanisha Anderson, Yvette Smith, Ayanna Jones, Kayla Moore, Shelley Frey, Miriam Carey, Kendra James, Alberta Spruill, Tarika Wilson, Sharice Francis, Chantel Davis, Melissa Williams, Darnisha Harris, Michelle Cassot, Pearlie Golden, Katherine Johnston, Eleanor Bumpers, Natasha McKenna, Shaniqua Proctor, Sandra Bland, Sandra Bland, Sandra Bland. We are each saying we do not banish in the bated breath of our brothers. Show me, show me a man willing to fight beside me, my hand in his, the color of courage. There is no mountaintop worth seeing without us. Meet me in the trenches where we lay our bodies down in the valley of a voice. Say it, just say her name. That is Miss Asia Monet. Yes. Hey, yes. Hey, hey, I didn't even know some of Ms. those Asia Monet. some of those names she calls. So I'm at to go look them people up. Cause I didn't even know who these people was. When when did she do this poem? When is this from? Two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Cause there have been other names since, sadly. But yes, ma'am. Yes. So go on YouTube, check her, check her out. Um she's she's awesome. I love I love her. Um, At our wedding, actually, uh, all of our tables were named after like writers and poets and stuff like that. And her name was one of one of the ones that was there. So I can't remember which table it was, but it was one of them was the Asia Monet table. It was lit. 
yes 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 so um yeah let's let's talk about some other things that have been happening in the world i'm gonna move this closer so you can see because you look like you are straining your eyes oh okay look at me making a mess so um you know we we talk about things here that happen in the world all the time so um y'all man's um 45 um yeah yes y'all <laughs> i did not vote for that gentleman um so for the people who did y'all mans um you know as as the leader of a country you usually talk to um individuals who are leaders of other countries and um apparently um 45's national security advisor robert o'brien said that he does not get involved when 45 talks to leaders of other countries um so sir what exactly is your role? What do you do as a national security advisor? Because it would seem to me that if it is your job to secure this country, that it would be useful to know what's going on in other countries that may potentially impact this country. So when you're saying I'm not involved in those calls, I don't think that's my business. So what is your job? What do you do? Because it doesn't sound like you're at minimum doing your basic job requirement. Um, I don't understand why he felt so comfortable saying that. I don't understand why he doesn't think it sounds alarming, but I'm alarmed because um, when 44, the forever president, Barack Hussein Obama, was on the phone with world leaders from other countries, Susan Rice, who is um, a potential VP pick for Biden, was in the room taking notes. And my favorite petty photographer, Peter Souza, definitely posted a pic and was like, look, Susan Rice taking notes during Barack Obama's call with, you know, somebody from, you know, XYZ country. What a thought. What a concept. Um, I, I just, you, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I just am like, the level of ineptitude that is happening over there at 1600 Pennsylvania is like mind boggling. Like I can't, like literally every time I hear a story like this, I'm like, I, I can't believe it. I'm like, nah, nah, that's not what y'all doing. It can't be impossible. Yet, here we are. Like, and honestly, this is the Like, big, what do you mean? This you is know. the big thing when it comes to it. And this is where um, his lack of political experience plays into it. Cause, because he's not a politician, he just can do random things, whatever necessary, to get elected. And people will listen to that and be like, oh, he's doing a good job now. Right? For instance, he just did an executive order, right? Mm-hmm. The executive order was saying he's going to take all take away any um, payroll taxes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's going to. I was reading about that a little bit. I was like, what? I'm so giving it, it side. It's eye. a bunch of things to because he wants to put his name on something that this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this happen previously with certain things where, like, he will not, like, he'll just do things because he's like, oh, this needs to get done. Just do it. Not paying payroll taxes, I understand where that comes from. Without planning, it's going to negatively affect us greatly later. Mm-hmm. Without saying, okay, if you're not doing that, how our money is going to be moved for Social Security and for other things mm-hmm. that payroll taxes pays for. Mm-hmm. How is that going to be moved? I understand the sentiment, but without planning, without reorganizing, you know, ain't no planning or no organizing. It's just going to 
be very bad later on. Right. But he's not worried about later on. He's worried about November. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, we're going to end up paying that back somehow. Yeah. So like, and and I, I think that that is one thing I want people to understand is like, he's going to do whatever necessary to win in November. He's not thinking about what's going to happen after election day. Which he is think, insanity he's, he's to just me. thinking about, this is the things I'm going to have to do for that. Like, it's just unbelievable that He's gonna, like that he's, at this I juncture, he's, he's, he's still gonna, this like he's going to do more crazy things. I'm telling you. But that that man got that. like that man got a, he got some problems. Like real I'm, talk, I'm sure he's he's going to do a lot of things that like it's going to confuse people. People are like this. Oh, maybe he's he's a, like it's going to change. It's it's going to be crazy. I'm telling you right now. And and like because like there are Democrats who don't really see what he's doing. He, they're going to be a talk against the things he's doing the wrong way mm. and people like this oh he's like i'm trying to take away payroll taxes the democrats not trying to <laughs> right <laughs> and that's what's going to happen like right i'm trying to take away payroll taxes but democrats trying to give you taxes to pay your payroll right not knowing that you are struggling like right and this is what's going to happen because there's so much of i'm not doing what you're doing <laughs> yeah there's so much of that on both sides that it's just it's just, it's, it's, it's gonna it's just gonna Distort everything. Yeah, and I think in this in this age of like misinformation and people being generally distrustful of information because it's just like I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's real. I don't know who. And people just aren't aren't in the space or willing to like just research some stuff. Like they're literally just like, okay, I heard this one thing. It sounds legit. I believe it. I just feel like it's just spreading more and more of this misinformation that will lead people to make like detrimental decisions come election day because they're just grossly misinformed Correct. about about what's going on. I think that's the part that worries me is that a lot of stuff that he does like can be twisted and turned in such a way to it's make it, it look it's it exactly what's right like to make it look like he's doing something good but in reality it's like it's not the case but when people aren't able or willing to kind of dig deeper and kind of get to the bottom of what's going on it just leads to a lot of misinformed people making decisions that impact everybody at the end of the day but like it's like what can you do about that like how how do you how do you combat it how do you how do you avoid this guy getting elected in 2020 like how yeah it it, it it's it sounds very if, stressful. If you can do whatever can be elected, it's very easy to be elected. Yeah. However, <laughs> this this professor who has accurately predicted the winner of every election for like the last twenty years has predicted that Biden will win. So I'm like, I hope he's on to something. I mean, but let, let's just let's just be clear, guys. Biden is also quite trash. Quite muy trash. What's the last thing he said that I was told him to them? What was it he said? Um, I don't know. But I was, I, when I saw it, I was like, if y'all don't lock Biden in a room somewhere. Cause he just got to stop talking. <laughs> just lock he him just in to election day. Just tell him go into a room and then election day come out. How about you just you just tell me who your VP is and stop all this daggone talking to me <laughs> about stuff that I don't want to hear about, <laughs> sir? Just shut your stupid mouth and just like just ride it out for the next three months. Like the people will vote for you, sir. Cause like if there you, if there are just, enough people if you who just, just want to get rid of um old boy, but you have if, to shut you have to your shut stupid mouth. Just shut up. You sound crazy every time. Every time, like, sir, just we don't need this. We didn't ask for this. Just, just shut. He was saying something about there's no diversity in the black community or something like that. No, what what he's what he he was talking to black people, and he was like, "There's a lot more diversity 
in the Hispanic community, not like yeah. your community. Yeah. And and which sounds insane. Well, how do you know? How do you know? Who told you that? Who said that? How do you know? There's mad diversity in black community. But you know a lot of white people swear African Americans is every single black person when yes. that is actually not like, the case It's, it's at not all. a real thing. There's mad diversity in black community because... Yes, even amongst African Americans. There's correct. diversity amongst African Americans. Yes. But but just... But Read like, a book. And, and number one, stop saying African Americans to all black people. That's number one. But white um, people think black is offensive. And, I'm just being honest. I've, ex- two, I've explained to white people that I would prefer to be called black, and they're like, oh, I thought it was offensive. I'm like, not to me. Who told you that? I don't. Well, somebody told them that. No, no. I, I think what happened was. Not me, but somebody told I th- them. I think how that occurred was that, like, we, um, people were offended when they were using black in the news. Mm. And we were saying that because of how y'all negatively approached us, not because of the word black. Right. But how you negatively talked about us in the news. Right. We're offended because like, oh, they must not like us using the word black. No, we don't like how you're talking about us in the news. Right. How you view us like our our community is terrible. Right. It has nothing to do with the, the black African American. It's about how you talk about us. And I just you know, I just thought about this as you're talking. I find it interesting that they feel like some people, some of them, I don't know if all of them do, but I know some, I've, I've heard from at least two that they think they perceive black to be a term that we find offensive. So it's like they prefer to say African-American. But it's, even, not, but it's not interchangeable. It's not. But I also find it interesting that they're very comfortable using the term black on black crime. So it's like, well, I, so are you trying to be offensive when you say the term black? Like what? Help me understand, because I I'm not following. It's just not. It's not. Interchange- I'm not following. It's not interchangeable terms. It it's it's not like African American is African American is it applies to a very specific population of people that want to be called that that want to be called that. Black applies to a population of people that want to be called that because there might be some African Americans that are fine with black, but then there are some you know Afro Latinas or Afro Caribbeans or Africans or whoever else that's fine with black, but they're not interchangeable terms. But, you know, every people think that because I hear people saying, oh, because, you know, those African-Americans and they be talking about West Indians. I'm like, who, sir? What African-Americans? <laughs> they're not. They're Just say black. They're, if you don't know what. Just say black. They're not even Americans. They're not even Americans. <laughs> like, they're just black. Like, because they were talking about I, I actually saw something where it was like, you know, problems around African-Americans in the islands. I'm like, what African-Americans? <laughs> African-Americans who? in the islands? Who, who are these sense? people? <laughs> who? What African-Americans? Like, make it make sense. They live in like Jamaica. What African Americans? I knew it was a problem when there was like it, we should change Black History Month to African American History Month. I'm like no, no, that no, you that's shouldn't. Inaccurate. Please, no. That we, is inaccurate. We thank you for your time. Please don't do that. Okay. Just like fix the systemic racism. Stop trying to fix other stuff that nobody <laughs> asked you nothing about. Did nobody ask you nothing about any of that? Just, just you know, defund the police. Do the things that will help people everybody in this country legitimately be equal stop talking to me about changing names of, of months okay and, and words and words right. like just leave me alone all right um what's next um so we kind of touched on this a little bit but new york state is saying that kids can return to school and you know people were up in arms cuomo's been doing such a good job so far i don't understand why he's opening back the schools there's a reason why there, there's a reason why and he it wasn't like he said open one come on no, he come said, on come he on. said submit your plan submit your plan so there is a possibility that they will deny certain plans or tell people revamp your plan. Yes, number one. Number two, the plan can... Uh, he said you should include if you are teaching from home right? what that plan looks like. Right. Just find a way to open it up. Right. You can, t- you can teach from home or online, whatever needs to happen. It's fine. 
but there needs to be a plan for how it's going to work. Right. And I, I, I can see it happening because I actually I saw a flyer for um, back to school mm-hmm. um, book bags and like that they usually do like different um, companies do. But this time the back to school book bags includes a laptop. Oh, that's lit. Like the handout. Okay. And like, I guess they do that because like kids have to work from home and they need a yeah. computer for it. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. But like just the way people were up in arms, like like he has not been doing an amazing job of keeping New York safe. Because remember when everybody was talking about, oh, uh. Florida and Georgia and Texas are doing a great job with the coronavirus. That 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 didn't, that didn't age well, well. That did not. That, Ooh, that, age that statement well did not all. age well. Because right now, New York State is seeing a decline in cases, and all these other places that were allegedly doing such a great job. Yeah, Fox News looking and wild the out there was out here talking crazy about New York. Cuomo's being a, a terrorist and he's, he's holding like, his he's citizens like, hostage. Like, the Texas, Texas and Florida are doing so much better than Cuomo. They were out here. Meanwhile, saying. Cuomo's over here like, well, um, as you can see. Uh, well, this this is what happened. Things are looking pretty good over here. I don't know what the kids are doing down there, but it's looking pretty it, it's good. It's crazy how it reversed completely. Because before, all the other states like this, New Yorkers can't come here. Now we're like, can y'all get out of here? We're like, you can't come here either, sis. <laughs> nah, you can't come here. Bye. Because we don't trust y'all. Nah, because you got the Rona. You can't come here. <laughs> no. Bye. It's, it's very it's very crazy how that how that reversed so quickly. Let me tell you something. Cuomo is not playing around over here in New York State. <laughs> Cuomo said, "Oh, y'all not gonna pay attention to the social distancing and the, and the capacity rules." No, we shut you down. Say less. I'm shutting down your restaurant. I'm taking your liquor license because you think it's a game. <laughs> Cuomo is out here not. He's, he's not fooling around. Stop time. playing with him. Leave that man. Time. Stop playing with that man. He don't have no type of time. He's like, I'm trying to get this virus out of my state. Yes. Leave me alone. Okay. Like if, if you fly into New York, we're looking at you crazy. Legit, just like, <laughs> girl, what are you doing here? Where you coming from? What do you want? You huh? Want? Huh? Where you come from? Huh? COVID test for you right now. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not playing around. No, he's, he's not kidding around. I appreciate it. Um, so the, moving... fa- the fact that New York can be less than everyone else, and we have so many, so many people, is, yeah, it's, is, insane. is it's insane. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, like that, that. That's a big. It's a big testament to how yeah. many people we have. Yet we're, we're we're declining more than everybody else. Yeah, because Cuomo's not playing with you. You don't got time. He ain't got time. Um, so moving on from you know like you know real life political things to you know other fake political things so um the song wap came out um with cardi b and meg the stallion a few days ago and it caused quite a frenzy um it samples um uncle luke's there's some garden tools in this house um you know i'm sure many of our parents bop to it in the 90s and uh you know lived their life and so cardi and meg the stallion sampled this song and the video is very cute it's giving me like a baps vibe with the french roll with the pin curls and yeah. and the little outfits uh, normani had a little dance sequence in it Ky- uh what's that girl named kylie jenner had like a slow moment in there for reasons i'm not clear about no way i understand um i know I, I guess it okay girl um <laughs> nobody gets it i don't understand like i could have done without it truth yeah. be told i didn't need to see her i just it felt very random but cardi posted something like yeah we had to do something for the chicks that don't have talent either which i thought was hilarious <laughs> and so i guess that was you know her explanation for why kylie was there she was like some girls don't have talent and we want them to be celebrated too so like come through sis so i guess that's where they were going with it but i wanted to talk about it briefly because um the response that people have been getting i'm like did people fall on their heads during coronavirus because y'all acting super brand new like there are people talk about oh this song is so vulgar this is the most vulgar song they've ever heard and i'm like have y'all ever listened to Lil Kim? because i've or, I, or uncle luke or, or or most of the people who are out now yes um there are pe- there there are plenty of people from yesteryear and today who have put out like just 
pearl clutch worthy songs yeah and um, and, and we we have to stop as america like being so much more offended by um sex than death than, no like, seriously than, like, than, like, like blend gore that's a word right there because that's a word because like songs about killing all this way you're killing everything like this it's like oh it's bad but you know it's we cool. don't have no problem putting out <laughs> movies and and tv shows but where people get killed all the sex. time yeah america is like flabbergasted <laughs> vaginas <laughs> what's happening <laughs> not the penis oh. i can't believe this is happening <laughs> oh no Naked people. <laughs> I'm sorry, I knocked right into the microphone. I'm sorry for that noise. Mind you, like I think I saw something someplace like years ago where it said that America was like the top consumer of pornography, like in the because world. Because it's, com- it's, it's so like, which it, and it kind of juxtaposed it to the fact of like how puritanical um, America is when it comes to like sex and anything sex related but like the fact that they're also like the largest consumers of pornography it makes sense and I'm just like wowzers so the same people that will sit up here and get on a porn website and watch porn for hours are up here flabbergasted and up in arms about Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion it's perplexing to me I don't understand I just don't I don't understand like this is not the first song that's ever been made like I remember listening to Lil Kim talking about how she like makes Sprite can disappear in her mouth like what do you think she's trying to tell you by saying that like on the Freaky Girl remix she talked about just don't get none in my hair like just she she talked about sex very explicitly I'm telling you she's not the only one so I'm just like why is everybody acting so brand new like all yeah, of a sudden I, I, like I said I, Cardi I, and Mega saying just the wildest stuff as soon as you talk about sex you get oh, oh my gosh I'm like, the, the, the audacity and I'm like how dare you speak about sex and it, to me it feels like it comes from people feeling uncomfortable with women being open about talking about sex and enjoying yep. it <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. Because I've seen these posts, like, and I was telling Mark earlier, where this guy on Instagram posted something like, oh, um, men should only have sex on the first date, women shouldn't. And the response was, well, like, who are the men having sex with then? If the women aren't having sex on the first date, who are the men having the sex with? Like, what? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Like, what, what are you talking about? It's like men a lot of times want to police women's sexuality so much. It's like they want a virgin, but like, also has to be a freak. How would she be a freak, sir? She's a virgin. She doesn't know anything. I'll like be, I just like and, and well, interesting the, thing. the ideas that men have about women and sexual is like a woman is a whore for enjoying sex, but you want to have sex with women. Like so what what is it? What do you want? And and what is I'll it? be honest, it's not even like the song is about the many different guys they're having sex with. The song is about details about them having sex with one person. Right. So like the whole whore conversation is stupid because I'm like Cardi got a whole husband who she posts it's, videos. It's, it's just full with conversation. The whole time. It's just full. Com- it's just going into detail about like, her having sex with her husband. Right. Like that's literally what I felt like she was doing. That's I was all, like, that's all she's doing. Is it something that I needed to know? Probably not. No. But she, when, like I follow her on her, social media and I see her and her husband all the time, so I'm but like, also, okay. Who's shocked about Cardi B and Meg Stein talking about this? That's what I'm saying. Like, who, has their content has their content not been sexually based? Is it, is it new now? Right. Is like, because all their songs, like, is one of a, Meg's biggest songs is "Big Old Freak," where she talks about how she uh, how she. Uh, what was Hot Girl Summer about? Like, I just don't. 
I don't understand the flabbergasting and the surprisement. Like, I just don't. I don't understand. And then, you know, people are like, they're making it okay for kids to, like, listen to this song and know it's about Bulgaria. It's not for kids, first of all. I don't think either Cardi or Meg made this song thinking, oh, some 10-year-olds is going to be pop-locking into this, it was number never, one. It's not for kids. Number two, if kids are watching this, here's the thing. It's on a YouTube channel, number one. Like, you have to go searching for it. (laughs) It's not just randomly, (laughs) it's not just randomly popping up while you're just watching your latest QVC episode or watching your show on on Lifetime. It's not just popping up. Like, you have to search for it. Just like I went to go see it after I heard everyone talking about it, I had to get onto YouTube and then go into the search box. It didn't even pop up on YouTube when I first got on YouTube. Because, you know, sometimes certain things, when they're trying to promo certain stuff, it'll pop up immediately when you go to the search site. Like, I still had to get onto the YouTube search bar and type the song in order to find it. Like and who, then it wasn't even the first one that popped up. I think I popped up like a uh, uh, where it was just playing the song with a visual of their faces. Like I had to scroll down two or three videos to get to the actual video. So I'm just kind of like, I'm confused that especially the Christian folks are all up in arms. Like this, these, these ladies are vulgar and disgusting. How did you find it, sis? How you found it? Yeah. You had to go looking because it didn't pop up. Because Cardi B and Meg have never been for the kids. Because if all you were doing is listening to Yolanda Adams and Kirk Franklin, how Cardi B popped up? How? There's no way it's going to pop how? up. There's how? no way. How? The <laughs> algorithms ain't going to have Cardi pop up if it's Byron Cage and Kirk Carr and them. So how'd you find it? Because you went looking. So don't don't go looking. Be flabbergasted like you don't know what type of energy the two of them are on and then try to like make it seem like they're setting some type of bad example or there's some if you don't like their music, if it's not for you, you don't have to listen to it. Like that's the beauty of choice. Like you can choose to not have any Cardi B or Meg Thee Stallion move uh, music pop up anywhere on your streaming platforms or your YouTubes or whatever. You have control over that. So the fact that you're over here clutching your pearls, flabbergasted, calling them everything but a child of God, you didn't have to watch it. You don't have to listen to it. Like you just you can just keep it pushing with all the other things that you keep it pushing with in life. And then, you know, just the commentary about, oh, well, this is the problem. They trying to they try to um. They trying to support women not being in their traditional roles. And, you know, this is why chicks don't get wives. Because I guess Cardi said in one of her lines, she don't cook or clean. And I was just like, because people still attach cooking a woman cooking or cleaning to her worth and to her marriageability, which is a bunch of foolishness. Because I know plenty of women who are married who don't cook or clean nothing. And if I were Cardi B, if I was a millionaire, do you think I would be cooking and cleaning something? I sure wouldn't. Because there are people who I can pay to do that. Because no matter how popular the Migos are. Cardi B is making the money in that house. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> Cardi B is making all the money in that house. That is a fact. That is I don't a... care how popular you think they are. Cardi B is making all yeah, the money Cardi in B's that house. Cardi B is the breadwinner. <laughs> when she first met Offset, he might have been the breadwinner, but the tables quickly flipped. And Cardi said, I make the money here. I must cook too. No. No. So it's just, it's a lot of like female attacking over a song and a video. It's like, again, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to support it. You don't have to like the song. If you think it's vulgar, that's completely fine whatever but just just move on you don't have to participate in dragging them or dragging the song or saying like just move on it's not it's not for you it's not your business you don't want your kids listening to it whatever the case is that's fine you don't have to participate you don't you can just opt out of it it's really that simple 
So that's that's what I wanted to say about that. They looked gorgeous. I wonder if they're going to bring back that hairstyle because I remember when I was in um, when I was a teenager, I wanted that hairstyle so bad. I remember when I was graduating from my uh, in Barbados, like our version of elementary school, and I remember specifically asking for a French roll because that was like a thing back then. And I had a French roll, so I had a little a little baby French roll. I was like 11, I had a little baby French roll. And I think I had a little pink curl situation on top too because that was the look. I was trying to get pearls in it, but like they said, like that was a little, or, or jewels in it. And they was like, that's a bit much. You can just get the thing and go on about your business. But like that was a style back then. And that was like, all, all you saw the little like black hair magazines and stuff like that, like that was a look. So I was excited, just the nostalgia of of seeing them um giving giving that look okay um moving on uh so uh last week i think probably the most boring verses of all the verses that have ever come on <laughs> came on um rick ross and two chains versus i think it was a controversial versus because people were like why would y'all put them two together like that doesn't seem like something that would go together and i completely forgot about it to be completely honest with you um i did not remember until like it was halfway through so I went on, you know, the socials and I saw people posting like little clips of videos. Um, apparently there were some strippers in there, some big booty strippers in there. And, you know, they were spraying money and throwing money. Um, and people were like, oh, my God, why do they got strippers at the verses? I'm like, because people like that. I don't know. Well, um, I, it, it makes sense. It makes sense for those two. Yeah. And I mean, uh, wasn't it? Two Chains do have a whole song um, celebrating big booty strippers. So. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe that's what it came out for. But like, I can tell the verses was boring because nobody was talking about it afterwards. Like normal, like in the other verses, I've gone on Facebook and seen people like writing stuff and I've gone on Twitter and I Instagram. Think, and I just feel like this, this verses was just kind of like, all right. I think the problem was, was like, I think the ones before that were in person. Mm -hmm. um, the energy. They liked each other yeah. a lot more. Yeah. And like, I think this one there was like even though like they might have not had beef, there was tension in the room, mm -hmm. and the potential might have been because of how people were talking about two chains after right. before uh -huh. after it was announced. So right. like he might have felt some kind of way about that. Right. Um. It might have been Rick Ross not feeling like I'm I should be against him. Like right. how, whatever it was, there was tension in the room. Right. Like they so because, neither one of them so was really relaxed. Yeah. So because the interaction was so tense, you felt it in the room. Yeah. And so it was like there was no real talking. Yeah, like, I feel like, like I feel like every conversation was just a, a forced conversation. Yeah. Because like even like I went back and watched the Snoop and DMX one after that, and I was just like the energy in the room with DMX and Snoop was so much more organic. Like you could tell these was two dudes that genuinely liked each other. Each other, and everything that came and was just trying to have some fun and turn up. Like Two Chains and Rick Ross just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Like. I just was like, what's going on? Just play the music. I don't even want to hear y'all talk. But like, and even the energy after was kind of like hostile. Yeah. Because like even Rick Ross was like, hey, I didn't even play all my stuff. I got another 20 songs for the next verse if I don't do another one. I'm like, you talk like that after? Right. <laughs> so I'm like, just relax. Yeah, like it's, I just felt like it was tension and people being cool kids. It was more of a celebration, but this one yeah. felt more like tense. Yeah, it was than, just, than it was just awkward. It was awkward. Because like, like even the other ones where it was like, a, like it might have been more of a competition, it still wasn't so tense. Right. It, was just, it just felt tense. Yeah, it, it, it felt very tense. And I was just like, okay, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, um, I mean Rick Ross looked like he had a bit of a good time. He was getting his dance on and in moments and stuff like that, and he had his shirt open and was giving us you know chesticle vibes. Yeah, but like um, that's but yeah, it was like, just awkward. Yeah, so. I was like, ooh, cause, and just the fact that they weren't even verses really like like normally after a verses like they'll post up like oh this is how many people we had 
on the on the uh, on the thing. This was the imprint. Da, 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 da. They did. They posted. They posted it. Okay, I didn't see it. I was checking for it and I didn't see it, but I haven't gone back since like Friday. Real, so. real quick, actually, something I just found out that I don't I don't know if I knew before. Mm. Um, so I know Snoop. Like when during the Snoop DMX battle, people were asking why I wasn't still Dre played, mm-hmm. and like I knew like um, Jay Z wrote Dr. Dre's verses. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he wrote the whole song. Oh, okay. <laughs> he wrote the whole song, Dr. Dre's part, Snoop's part. He wrote the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's probably why Snoop didn't play it. Okay, because Jay Z wrote the whole entire song. Like I heard, like th- they showed him the beat. He wrote the whole song, mm-hmm. Snoop's part and Jay and, and Dre's part, and they came and just did it. Okay, but Jay Z wrote the whole thing. Okay, good to know. So that's that's probably also why Snoop didn't play it because he was like, I don't write this song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah so, but, um, but also, so the only reason why I wanted to watch the watch it was for one song and one song only, which was what. <laughs> um, play a circle. Definitely okay. Because, uh-huh. because so like, there's a list of certain songs, right? That like, if it gets played. I don't know how I would react like initially, like in the, after a second, I'm like, Oh, where am I? Like <laughs> I could be at like, I could be at church. I could be whatever. And like certain songs will play. And I feel like my first reaction is like, <laughs> like and it's like not, not the appropriate venue for like, this. Just dial it back. Like if this comes on, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> All of a sudden, you are Like I don't know what I would do, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in a, in a professional setting, if that song comes on. Like I don't know. I'm like, ah! <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to go hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like there's certain songs that are like that. Like it's that song, um, what we do <laughs> with Freeway. Uh, I might just go hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. What else? Um, I'm so hood. <laughs> like From certain West songs, Ridge, like huh? I don't know. Like my first reaction is not going to be. The way it should. <laughs> I should I should be able to like I should be able to calm down <laughs> when it first comes on. But I will not. Because <laughs> you don't have your life together. But it's okay. Um still yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do with that information. That's <laughs> but fine. like I, I just I wish I could just calm down. But that's the only song I was really waiting for. I, like when that song comes on, like hey, that's all the only song I wanted to hear <laughs> on the whole verses was that song. Yeah. Um I got very excited when my favorite Rick Ross and Jay Z collaboration came on. I was like, Which one? Oh yeah, yes. I just landed in Rome. That's that's that song really it gives me what I need. I don't say he because he played more than one. Oh, he'll seize his home. Like I just yeah. He played What's Free too. That's yeah. It blesses me. It really gives me what I need. So I got that and I was happy. I was fine. I didn't need anything else yeah, from them. Yeah. Um, the two songs that they played at the end as their like new singles, I'm interested in both. I like them both. So I'm like, you know, kudos. But yeah, it was an awkward versus. I don't ever want to see anything like that again. Because yeah. it's like when you see the energy of like the Snoop and the DMX or the Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. And Beanie Man and Bounty Killer had real beef. Yeah. Like real problem them have. Real problem. <laughs> 
like on site they were scrapping problem so i'm like the fact that they could come and the energy be so amazing and then you get to two chains it's like what's happening like i didn't like it it was uncomfortable and i just i wanted it to end thank god um they haven't announced the next verses yet but apparently um og mc god uh, Rakim is petitioning for a versus between him and Big Daddy Kane. I am here. And there's for a whole it. visual of it and everything. I'm like, I'll show I up. I am here for it. I'll, I'll be present and accounted I for. I want to see what the kids is doing. Well, not the kids, they're grown men. <laughs> they're, they're grown, grown <laughs> I want to see what the adults are doing. I, I want to come to the party. But I am ready. Yeah, I'm like, if they really do this, that'll be lit. But I Cause definitely. Because that, that, that's a true um, battle that people will go, go back and forth with, like, who was better. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's two different styles. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a battle that people go back and forth between Big Daddy Kane, yeah, and Rakim. Well, I would love to see it. I would, I would love to see it. And Timberland kind of hinted that the next verse is going to be it's crazy. It's kind of like the Nas Jay Z kind of meant, uh, honestly. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's it's kind, of, but it's kind of that um, not in terms of songs, but in terms of style. Yeah, yeah, style. I think that's kind of yeah, like because that's not a battle I'd like to see. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be a part of that. Honestly. Jay Z will mop him up. No, absolutely, hundred percent. But I feel like I can't say that. You can't say that, but I, I guess the Jay Z will mop him up. But it's, it's the truth. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the fact. It's yeah. just it just is what songs, it is. Yeah, just certain songs that Jay Z's playing that no one's beating. Yeah, and I and then I think too Nas. Nas is kind of like he gives us material when he feels like it. Yeah, like like sir, like there's a like it, it's it's interesting because like there's a lot of people who um if. Like people will have a hard time fighting them, except for that. Right. And Nas, people will have a hard time going against him and trying to do anything, mm-hmm. except for Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else, hard time. Yeah. 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 I think the same thing with Kanye West. I think Kanye West can battle a lot of people and be ha- and people have a hard time. Yeah. Except for Jay Z. Yeah. Like very few people can go up against um, Kanye and come out on top. Yeah. But, just, but, just, but, Jay, but Jay's like, bopping, he bopping. Could just He could honestly just put on like a uh, college first, dropout first, and just first, let it play. Like, yeah, the, f- the first three albums he can He can like, just he, put those on. He don't even have to just yeah, put them on. Yeah. He's like, like, what are you going to play? What do you have? Nothing. You don't but, have anything. Like, but Jay Z would still clean that up. <laughs> like, so, but it would be more of a challenge. It would. It would. Because be. I see that there are some songs that Kanye has that I think he could beat Jay Z, that he beat Jay Z on, in my opinion. Yes. Not enough. It would be a formidable battle. <laughs> It would be a formidable battle. Like off the top, it would be like fifteen five. I was willing to give it more of a thirteen seven, but okay, okay. I don't know if I can think of seven songs. I, I know. Listen, I, if Jay Z, I know five. If Jay Z play Kingdom Come, then I'm I'm giving Kanye that round for whatever he plays. But you know you're not playing that. He don't he play be- that in his concert. He don't play that. He, he better not because I'm like I hate that. I hate it with all my heart. Jay Z can play B sides and beat most people. Probably. Like I don't know who's beating his B sides. That, that's how crazy it is. Yeah, his B sides are kind of lit. Like who's who's being who's beating all the B side songs? <laughs> um, and <laughs> and that and that that's why I say that. He could be like, I'm not I'm not I'm not playing one hit, and I will beat you. I will, I'm not playing one single, and I will beat all of you. Yeah, that's why that's why Jay Z can't come to a verse. It's just not fair. Hold on, I'll play one single. It's not and beat fair. All of you. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> um. He should play um, um, Eminem's verse on Renegade during his battle. Not Eminem's verse, because it was the better one. Um, but um, but yeah, even Eminem, Eminem, Eminem's gonna have a hard day. Yeah, 
but not 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 as hard as a Kanye. That that would be a real battle. Yeah, because you know if you're looking lyric for lyric, like you may you can say whatever you want about Eminem, but Eminem is a lyrical yeah, master. If you go on lyric lyric, yeah. In terms of like songs that'll get you bopping, Jay Z definitely has him there. But you know, we're discussing something that'll never happen because neither one of them dudes is, is ever gonna come downstairs to do a battle with anybody. It's, it's not gonna be a Jay Z. Um, it's never gonna happen. happen. It's never gonna happen. It's, it's never gonna happen. happen. No. Never, ever, ever. Um, so we'll. I guess we're waiting to see when the next verses is. Up. They gotta stop doing these verses on random days. What happened to doing them on Saturdays and Sundays? Why you got a th- <laughs> Why you got a verses on a Thursday? Like I, I am absolutely not thinking about any of this on a Thursday. They, That's they, why I forgot about it. They, they gotta do schedules. Shoot, I forgot about. I almost forgot about DMX and Snoop because theirs is like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I'm like, yeah. sir, I'm in the middle of the work week. I'm not thinking about no daggone verses. Artists don't be having, don't be having, don't be thinking about weekends. That's, That's fine, which is completely fine. I appreciate that you're free on a Thursday, but sir, I just care about us. I'm doing things. I'm putting my child right. to bed on Thursday at eight o'clock. Leave what's, me alone. What's next? Um, so if you're looking for something to watch, um, because there's a lot of things on TV, and we still haven't started Umbrella um, Academy yet, but we will this week, God willing, get ourselves together and start Umbrella Academy. Your mom, your mother don't watch the, your father don't watch the whole two seasons. Like it's just, it, you know, it's it's rough when your parents have finished a show before us, because we the one we be putting them on the shows. So the fact that they didn't finish the show and we sitting over here like, yeah, I guess we haven't. Yeah, that's I just don't feel good about myself. So if you're looking for something to watch, um, this week. Um, Sam J has a special on Netflix. She's a comedian. I had never heard of her before, but literally I think someone posted a clip of her uh, Netflix special. And I was like, oh, I got to watch the rest of this because this is hilarious. And I promise you, it's hilarious. Um, she, I don't know where she's from. I know she, uh, who was there? Um, uh, uh, Michael Shea was at her show backstage when the Netflix special ended so I don't know too much about her but if you're looking for something hilarious to watch go watch it it'll give you the good keys for an hour um, yeah she, she's real good she's hilarious um, oh she's the writer on SNL that's that okay that makes sense why Michael Shea was there because I was like that seems like a really random random Action. person to be there but yeah she's a writer on SNL and I guess she um, decided to you know step out there do her own thing and um put out her own special and it's hilarious i promise you it'll bless you it'll give you a good key um i i enjoyed it so if you want to get into it i think it's called three in the morning it's on netflix it came out just this past week actually so it's still pretty new so you can go out there and find it um she's from dorchester in boston i wonder if addis knows her she might because they're from the same part um so yeah check that out um speaking of tv um green leaf series finale is coming up this week uh actually today when the podcast uh is out is when the green leaf series finale will air i think at nine o'clock um i'm very distressed about this because i feel like green leaf just started like how is it already on a series finale like I feel like I just started watching this show like two, three years ago, but I guess, you know, they shot this season before, um, coronavirus hit. And I guess maybe they're like, Oh, well, we don't know when we're going to get back to shooting again. So this is going to be it. So yes, August 11th, 
2020 will be the last episode of um, Greenleaf. So I guess it was on for about four years. Um, and this most recent episode that just happened last week was crazy. I'm like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but it ended kind of crazy. I'm like, no. So I'll be very interested to see um, how they wrap the show up, um, the storylines. I do feel like this season was kind of rushed. Like, so, you know, maybe I backtrack what I said about Corona. Maybe they knew that they had to end the show for some reason. So they just wrapped up a lot of storylines kind of tidily because there's a lot of stuff that I thought would get explored a little bit more that didn't get explored. So, you know, it's it's very interesting, but I am very happy to see um, a great show, you know, kind of going out on a high before like it jumps the shark and then they just start with all these crazy unrealistic storylines. So if you like Greenleaf or, or even if you're looking for a show to binge, cause this girl I follow on Facebook, she just started binging um, Greenleaf and it's just been fun watching somebody watch the seasons from the beginning and be like, girl, what's charity doing a lot and nothing at the same time. Um, but yeah, check it out. If you're looking for something to watch Greenleaf, it's on the own network and the series finale is today. Um, Finally, I just want to give two shout outs to two great people who are no longer on this earth, but their art lives on. Um, Whitney Houston shouts to the good sis birthdays, August 9th. Um, You know, uh, she's forever the greatest. Whitney Houston jokes are not okay. It's still too soon. Um, I get very offended when people start making Whitney Houston jokes. I'm like, whoa, too soon, bro. Too soon. Um, it's, it's, and the truth is it's never going to be okay to make Whitney Houston jokes around me, um, because she's the goat. Um, there will never be another like her and that's it. All your faves can say whatever they want, but she's it. She's who the girls aspire to be vocally. And that's just a fact of life. So rest in peace and happy heavenly birthday to Whitney Houston. And also rest in peace to Bernie Mac. It's been 12 years since Bernie Mac passed away. That seems insane to me. I feel like I remember. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. I'm like 12 years? Like, has it really been that long? Like, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, I just can't, I just can't believe it. It's, it's, wow. But, you know, rest in peace to Bernie Mac. Like, that man was really, you know, an amazing comedian, great star. And just, you know, I've watched stuff about his life since he's passed away. And he really just did seem like a stand-up dude. Um, he seemed like the only stand-up dude out of the Kings of Comedy, now that I think about it. Because now that I've learned things about the other ones over the years, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I've learned stuff about D.L. Hughley that I'm, like, a little alarmed about. Um, I've learned stuff about Steve Harvey. We've all learned stuff about Steve Harvey that's been alarming. And then um, Cedric, you know. Yeah, what was that? What happened to Cedric? Cedric's all right. So I guess Cedric and uh, Bernie was all right. Like Cedric be by himself. Yeah, Cedric, it seemed like Cedric mind his business and just, yeah, you know, he, he just he, do what he do. Yeah, he just, yeah, so maybe Cedric and Bernie was cool, but them other two, I'm like, mm, yikes face. Um, especially Steve, like just, ugh. <laughs> he wasn't even the funniest one. That's that's the crazy part, because when yeah, people he, was he like, oh my God, oh my God, I was like, Bernie's the funniest one on this comedy special. I don't know what uh, you girls are watching. Every time. To me, Bernie it's, was... It's Bernie then Cedric, honestly. Bernie, that's my opinion. I feel that way too. Bernie then Cedric. And I've yeah. watched it several times and I still stand by Bernie then Cedric. So, yeah. I guess them other two, you know, they weren't that funny and they turned out to be trash human beings. So I guess it all <laughs> it all worked out in the end. 
Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's all I had of all we had, I should say, for this week of the All Love No Fear podcast. Um, we are two hours into this bad boy. I didn't think we was gonna be on here this long. Yeah. To be honest, real quick, my love is fearless. Um, artist uh, slash small business spotlight that we usually do. Yes, um, post again, your if stuff. You get on there, get on the mylovesfearless.com website to post right there. Um, the person we're going to highlight right there is my good friend, our good friend, Miss Veronica Cheeseboro. Yes, dancer extraordinaire, amazing she, human being, she is Leo. Birthday soon come. Blah, 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 blah. Her bio on here says professional dancer that is commercial and concert trained, trained specifically in the genres of hip hop, contemporary, modern, jazz, West African, and ballet. Also has strengths in improv- improvisation, house, and Afrobeats. She has been dancing for a long, long time. Forever. I've, ever since I've known her, she has been a dancer. All her life. She has danced all the time. She's passionate about dancing. She was like, I'm going to go to school for dance. She right, she went to school. She's not just, you know, one of these kids. No shade to the kids that, you know, just come out and they be like ingenues or whatever. My sister's an ingenue and she went to school. She school so she know it. the techniques and then things. Then she went for dance education. She's yes, now and she got her bachelor's and her master's. She know yeah. how to dance. She's a dance okay? teacher right now in the Bronx. Yes, in the Bronx. Um, as a teacher for a school. She yes. is Mavli. Yes. She, she will choreograph her butt off. Yes. She has, I've seen a lot of her work and all of it is fly. She is yes. fantastic. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's, and she's a poet too. She, yes. she, she, she like, is trying to like, low poet. key about that, but she's she, a poet um, She has been on the show before. Yes. Her she and her bae. They was on the, they was on the episode. Our, she's part of our fearless fam. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so shouts to you, sis. We gonna see you next week. Yes. Um, but, um, yes, she, um, is going to highlight her. Yes. And she also teaches at a dance school, um, teaching young children, like little kids. So she's very like well versed in like teaching all kinds of people. So if you need somebody to kind of whip your people into shape when it comes to dance, like she's your girl, she can come give y'all a little workshop on how to pull it together and be the best dancer that you can be. Um, she's, she's that chick. I a hundred percent, um, co-sign her and her ability. She's just an amazing person overall. So Shouts to Miss Veronica Cheeseboro. Correct. Once again, Cheeseboro C H E E S E B O R O. Her website is VA slash Cheeseboro Portfolio. All right, where well, you can see her work. You see all her work. Um, oh, you can just look her up on our um, mylovesfearless.com to get the contact information for all of your dancing needs. Word to big bird. Word, word, word. And that is episode two yes, of the of All Love No Fear podcast. Thank you so much for the time. I hopefully you like the new audio. Word. Hopefully it sounds better. And we're also open to like feedback about that as well because, you know, this is our first time using this. So we don't know. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We're, right. we're only trying to improve and do better and be better and just, you know, give y'all quality. Okay. Word. Okay. And then we will catch you later. Until next time, we, we bid, bid you, you adieu. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh, no fear podcast. podcast, podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All love. Oh, no fear podcast.